Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Tonight, we have a very special treat. I don't know when the fuck you're listening to this in your day, but tonight, for me, you guys have a very special treat. It's one of my dear friends. We met through Snapchat. We shared a womb, but also, like, we we have same brain. We care about the same things. We're five years apart in age. So let's just get that out of the way now so that you understand when we talk about this that, like, I don't know, I was maybe 27 when this happened. You were in college. So, yeah, like, yeah. We, are, we were at, like, slightly different stages in our life, but this is one of the most impactful periods in history to both of us um troy hosts a podcast called the smush room which is all about celebrity relationships you may not remember or you know you need to know more about and this is a podcast that is riddled with i mean this is a movie rather that is riddled with all sorts of celebrities that troy talks about all the time all sorts of things that we both care about i do remember there was something that sparked up Brittany Murphy for me early on in this movie and I forget exactly what it was I don't know if you know off the top of your brain right now but there was something Brittany Murphy related which reminded me of our uh, episode recently about Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy on your podcast The Smush Room. Troy McKeady welcome. I'm so excited to be here like I am dying I've been wondering you know like so Molly hadn't done my podcast yet and like it felt like we really needed to do like a couple that felt special because we for a couple years have been kind of talking about pretty iconic couples and uh I really, really, really wanted to come here and do this, but I wanted the movie again to just be it needed to be special and like this feels this feels very special to me. Like this is this like, is like perfect. Like yeah. it worked out in a weird way where first of all, Troy's in Cleveland. I'm in LA. So for anyone who's like, what's, is there an audio difference or whatever else? Yes. This is like the same way that I did it with Ronnie, maybe with, like better audio actually um but we're doing it via skype right now and i really needed someone for this week and i really was having so much fun recording with troy and also just everything with troy and i actually really wanted you to be in la when we did this for the first time but i i was in the i was i was in the hole man i needed a fucking episode so bad and i happened to go on to the lifetime movie club which you are already a subscriber of thank you my friend um i get nothing from that but i appreciate we like both love the same content right yeah yeah Uh, i'm just saying like i'm i'm just saying that to say like lifetime's not endorsing me and also that the lifetime movie club is fucking amazing and it's really eaten up many many hours of my i'm a little stoned right now i know i'm just saying i'm letting america know i genuinely use that app i don't ask them to sponsor my podcast anymore because i know they're not going to give me enough money but true life it's a great app and so i went on there to find something for us and then there was 
There she was, the bling ring, which is made in 2011, two years before the Sofia Coppola movie, which I remember seeing in the theater and just, it was iconic to me. Um, I loved that movie so much. Do you remember seeing that movie? Oh, 100%. I was like never more excited for a movie to come out. Knowing that Sofia was doing it was a huge deal. Um, The people, like the, the people in that movie, I was just like all of it. And then also like, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably are somebody who loves uh, Pretty Wild. So, like, the whole... It was just... It felt like something that was just meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And, like, it's like it's a very exciting story. I do wonder... Because you see, like, the difference between, like... there's First of all, there's so many differences between the Sofia Coppola version and this. One being that, like, this also was... Um, the Bling Ring the Sofia Coppola movie was basically adapted from the Nancy Joe sales article in Vanity Fair. The defendant wore Louboutins, which is like iconic, you know, um, Nancy Joe, I'm calling you to say I'm very disappointed. This is Alexis Nyers calling very iconic scene. Right. So, um, that was like also a little bit more. So the movie centered on them because they were already seen Alexis Nyers and Tess Taylor were already sort of seen as like these iconic girls of a certain era. Right. Like these were the kids that were the most influenced by and also like full disclosure, guys, we started this episode and had to restart it because of an audio issue. So like we already sort of downloaded on this a little bit but let's just like get into it right now this is like these kids were at the end of a long trail of toxic celebrity behavior in LA which is Troy and I that's our bonding point it is. That's like that is the playground we both grew up on, and like so we speak that language. Like literally, like it's like probably like running into someone you met in war, where it's like, well, what else are we gonna talk about, man? We fucking survived that, okay? Like this is all we care about, man. Like that was our life experience that impacted us the most. By the way, any veterans out there, thank you for your service, and please don't take that comment literally. Um, because yeah, no, it's not like that. But we truly love this era, yeah. and these kids were like the byproduct of what happens when you know there's this like toxic culture of just like cat and mouse with the celebrity and the paparazzi and sort of like you know it, it this is i think why this case in particular is sort of why things have changed a lot that's why i feel like the paparazzi don't track people as viciously as they used to this like really changed a lot granted it's still on a celebrity to say hey man i'm not in town or i mean that's still on them for sure but i feel like this is one of many things obviously britney spears whole like sort of mental health situation i think also really encouraged this but this was sort of the end of the line it was like 2009 when this happened like really blew up um and so this was like basically we are at peak recession right now as well so it was like you were watching people either really struggle in america or just be like you know desperately middle class is that's the only word i could say that makes sense for that time where like people are coming off of like having baby baby boomer parents who like never struggled at all and then at the same time the only people in the world who are really making money and really in our face are either evil businessmen or these sparkly hollywood famous people that were just like getting so much attention and in all of that is born a lot of narcissism and a lot of desire and so this is something that i feel like could have only really happened it was a perfect storm the bling ring it was a perfect storm to this particular time in society i don't think it could ever really happen the same way again 
No, I agree because the really fascinating thing about this group of kids is that they really represent a group of people who for the, you know, the previous 10 years had really grown up immersed in only really knowing this, uh, you know, knowing like Paris being arrested and Lindsay being chased by paparazzi and, and, you know, girls being caught with Coke in their purses. And like, that was, you know, these were like young kids and that was sort of all they had known for so long. Right. And there was, yeah. You know, like this is just the result of like 10 years of just really, just a really, really dark period of uh, press and media. Yeah, and 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 all of that as well. Like it was, uh, Twitter was a baby. Twitter was like three years old. This was still a time where people were using BBM. Like that's where almost I want to give like some allowances to this movie just for normally with Lifetime, I bust them on how bad their social media is, but they really tried for this one. I will say, kind of did a good job on this one. Like even as specific as like they obviously they couldn't use the names of like you know Prez Hilton and TMZ. But, like, they know that, like... Oh, I knew he was reading Perez Hilton. I have that all in my notes. Yeah, it was that... got the layout right. Like, they really, like... You are reading, yes, the neon pink gossip blog. Like, that is also something of that time. Like, by the way, I follow Perez Hilton on YouTube. And, like... (laughs) Oh, wait, no. I think that he said this on Twitter. But, like, I follow him on YouTube, which is a whole sad journey. Like, just, like, if you guys want a comparison match, like, if you guys really want to see, like, follow this journey, like, keep your eye on Perez Hilton. Because... It's crazy, like how, where he, like Perez Hilton was really mean to me when I was, I, I was, his blog was like six months old and I had been reading it in college and I came to LA to like visit uh, a friend in preparation to come out here and intern. I went to the coffee bean on Sunset where he would write every day and um, I saw him and I like walked up to him and I was like, hey, I just want to say I'm a big fan of like your writing. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I read your blog. And he was like, I don't have the internet oh my god walked away i like maybe well maybe like retrospectively there was like some like fucking white boy celebrity because all white like male celebrities like blonde hair brown hair there's two categories and then there's carrot top and like ron howard but like everyone kind of looks the same to me and so i was like maybe there was a celebrity sitting right next to him but also i think he was just a fucking cunt Plus, at that time, Perez was like morbidly obese and had pink hair and like a trash stash. That was like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. Like it was, way, it was before the pink hair. Like he was like oh, really, really, truly, he was really, truly an obese laptop troll, like chilling at the coffee bean. And like, yes, like he was scary. Like he had like the sort of like he. Oh my god, he's so like a Jeffrey Star energy, where yeah. it's like now he's like chilled out and lame and like still really care, but like at the time he was so vicious, like the most vicious person. Um, it's crazy to think that like a person too like him is still working and other people aren't. But yesterday, like he had this, um, he like posted like, oh, like must be nice for Chrissy Teigen. I'm not getting fucked at all. <laughs> Like he basically like I don't know if he's still with his partner, but like Perez Hilton like told the internet like he's not getting fucked at all, and I was like, wow, like it's one thing for like you or me to say that it's like Perez Hilton. I'm like you have two kids, like this is on the internet. Like it was wild. It was really wild to me. I was like, 
Wow. Like in a weird way, he's gone back to like that 2006 mentality where he's like talking about life that way. Right. But also yeah. he's incredibly financially successful and has two children and he lives in Vegas and like a, a God knows what. Like the houses you can get in Vegas are crazy. Um, but yeah, so Perez Hilton was like, you saw that. And they also did a really good job with YouTube. And then I guess we open up this movie on what's supposed to be Twitter, right? Right. I assume. Or it could be Facebook. But, um, and by the way, yeah, Facebook was like kind of just open to the public. When I, like, when I graduated college, they just opened it to people that had like edu addresses and then then like they start to allow like randoms like high school students could join and then adults were like anyone under the sun could yeah. join so like i had been on that for a while but like this when this all happened this was still pretty new so facebook like this was a coy reference for them so we open on like this social media status thing saying like tell us what your status is bitch what's the update and it says the bling ring inspired by a true story so we open up on this kid alone in his room and this movie his name is zach and real life his name is nick um he's like the floppy brown haired boy in the bling ring i personally he the bling ring version is my sweetie i know you like this blonde boy well here's the thing is like this kid and like obviously we'll get into this but like this kid is supposed to fall in like for me he falls into this very um like classic lifetime trope where like he's supposed to be this like awkward anxiety ridden dorky unpopular nerd but he looks like he was created as a prototype by fucking Teen Beat. Like, there's no way that this kid would go to a high school and, and, and everybody would make fun of him and girls would, like, ridicule him. He looks like a pop star. Um, it's ridiculous, but yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm in, first of all, I've taken a lover and I'm in love with him. Yes, it's You've true. taken a lover, okay. I've taken a lover. So, like, blonde boys scare me. Don't love. Um... That like they do, they do. I feel like they're not real people. I'm sorry, and I but do- the Carter family has is shook, and they're wondering why and how you could possibly think. Oh, that they know anything why. wrong with blonde men at all. Aaron and Nick are shaking their heads at you. Honestly, I retweet the compliments that Aaron Carter retweets all the time. Like that is my <laughs> shit. It's my shit. Like I was dating a guy like last year, and I was like, oh, like my Aaron Carter thing, and he like really thought like I loved Aaron. Carter and I like kind of went with it for a minute and then I was like after a certain point like as soon as we broke up I was like Molly like you should have known that this was not the man for you when he thought you were really talking that you like love Aaron Carter like (laughs) I was like dog like I was like 15 when Aaron Carter came out like dude no so anyway but Aaron Carter, that's it. Um, I think this guy in this movie's cute, but like, let's talk about real life Nick really quick. Um, so in the Bling Ring, like Sofia Coppola movie, and I think also in like the general perception in the press is that Nick was maybe gay or bi. And in this movie, in the Lifetime version, like not to speculate too much about someone's sexuality, but in the Lifetime movie, they made him a redeemable character by making this um, spoiler alert by like creating this faux sort of relationship that you know everything he did the way he confessed the way that he fell on the sword it was all because he liked this girl who's kind of a nerd right yeah the whole like thing is that like in this movie he's portrayed as this like you know well-meaning well-intentioned very you know good boy who like the only problem that he really has in life is his anxiety and you know i mean like he 
they really paint him in this movie to be like um, the Sidney Prescott. You know, he's like a final girl. Like he's like, he's like a, right. good, a good virginal good boy. And so that said, I have to ask you, Troy, as a queer man, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, like, they- I literally can't even. I'm sorry. I like. Li- <laughs> That was first of all. Like, I like Anderson honestly Cooper when moment. I said when I said as a queer man, I was like I had been thinking about how I was going to say that the entire time you were just talking, um, <laughs> and was- like I knew I knew it was going to make me laugh, but like I also like really want to ask you like, do you think he's gay? <laughs> no, no, no. Like I mean, you, like the one in this movie. No, the fucking one that the bling ring is Sorry, based I, on. Well, I'm taking a lover, so I can't get over him. I, I, everything relates back to him. Try, we're going to have to create three realities. And by the way, audience, I don't give a fuck if you can follow them. I might be referencing Brenda's song at points in this movie. I will be talking about Emma Watson. I will also be talking about Natalie. I will also be talking about whatever the bitch's name was in real life. I will be all over the map. I don't care. Skeeter, I might call the guy savage at the end. I don't care. You're going to, that's going to be your choose your this is your bandersnatch okay and i that also but it's not because you have no control over it just try and follow everything we say as we meld together these three stories that said troy do you think yeah. nick is gay uh, uh i kind of do the real one yeah i did i did well like that was like sort of the whole undertone of the movie was that there was this like sort of yes like maybe okay i think well like obviously like yes like I think that there is a moment with, like, sort of, like, when a gay guy finds, like, a female muse or vice versa or whatever, mm-hmm. there sometimes can be almost, like, a, is this a romantic quality to it? Like, the, the oh, part sure. of, like, Ed and my mom's, uh, Ed and my, Ed's mom and my mom, like, that wants us to get married. It's, like, they, like, genuinely <laughs> see our friendship. Yeah. They, like, they see the love we have for each other and assume it's somewhat romantic because it's, like, hard to explain that infatuation when you finally, someone that finds someone that, like, fulfills that need for you. Yeah. And, like, in my mind, I always felt that, like, the um, the leader of the uh, bling ring in this movie, uh, Natasha, or Natalia? Natasha or Natalia? Natalie. What is that? Natalie. Natalie. Fucking whatever. Natalie. Um... I always felt like Natalie right away and in also the Blingering movie, this this character was sort of like this thing that hooked him in and was like very alluring to him, but it wasn't sexual. And no. then there was also like, you know, those those highlighted videos of you know, God bless, if the point of the bling ring was to say that straight men can twerk in their room too, then like that was a great that's a great message. I agree. Um, and but I, I would be surprised if that was the case. I sort of felt like always the implication was that he was a little bit more uh, ace, like asexual, like unclear on like who he really liked. But there was like an infatuation with this girl, but it wasn't romantic. Well, in this one, like they make him completely one hundred percent, totally kind of like not like macho straight, but they make him like just a very average sort of dopey boy Um, he's malleable but like straight exactly and like his the personality type that they're trying to get across that he's like like we'll get to this and i don't want to like jump ahead but like in his bedroom he has they're trying to get across the fact that all these kids are obsessed with celebrities in like the same way like it's like what bonds them so yeah in their bedrooms they have all these like ripped out photos of celebrities like covering their walls from head to toe but I have to be honest with you, like, I don't know any straight men that had 
Um, See, like that's the thing, and like I do wonder with this younger generation. I wonder if it's totally different. Like when I talk to seventeen-year-olds, like eighteen-year-olds now, which, by the way, yes, I actually randomly do, but like because I'm surprised even saying it out loud. Like they're so like nothing means any like there's no gender, there's no nothing. So like people are more overtly in shit like that. And if that was like if he was sort of like an early public example of like having this personality where it's like. Yeah, I'm like a straight dude, but like I love fashion, I love celebrity, I love like female celebrity. If that's what this movie is, like, or if that's what this man is, that's tight. But yeah, like, that's chic as fuck if that's what it is. Yeah, but I just don't think it was. I, but I also, but I, maybe it was. So I don't know. We want to start this movie for you guys, the audience, with playing from 21 seconds to 4 minutes and 33 seconds because this is where we meet Nick. This is where he is, I'm sorry, Zach, where he's sitting alone in his room vlogging to his computer, sort of like letting us know as an audience what's going to happen with him. And then at the end of um, this clip, there's going to be a break in the vlog, just so you know. And then what we're going to hear is a flashback, I guess. Yeah, it would be a flashback to him sort of rolling up to school the first day where he's going to meet his fellow members of the bling ring. Um, And then after that, we're just going to... Yeah, I mean, I think you know where where to go from here, honey. Okay, so let's play 21 seconds to 433. Hi, I'm Zach. If you're watching, you probably know me. Or you know someone who does. Or you saw some popular. My name is Zachary Lawrence Garvey. Hey guys, I'm a little busy. Look, I've lived in Hollywood my whole life. And one thing I've learned, everybody's always chasing a story. Nobody cares about the truth. Pretty soon a lot of people are going to be telling my story. Most of them haven't even met me. I want to make sure you hear my side. In case you're wondering, this isn't me trying to weasel out of it. The police know everything. They're probably driving here right now. saying please don't be too quick to judge if you really want to know what happened you need to know what I was like what a beautiful school isn't it Zach just look at that it looks like it's brand new mom you know I know we were worried but Perfect. It's a fresh start. Mom. Things are going to change. I can feel it. Mom, that's not where I'm going. I'm going there to the continuation school where they put the kids who need extra help. Oh. Hey, can you stop so I can get out? Well, do you want me to wait to make sure it's the right place? The right place. Mom. Hey, do you have your pills? I'm okay. Um, would you want me to pick you up after school? I'll find it right now. Just have a terrific day and remember that they are lucky to have you. I love you.
stars the party has officially started. Welcome home. I know. No applause. Conversation stopper. New topic. I love that skirt. <laughs> We've been dying without you. Really, like the whole summer. So seriously, is this from your dad? His new girlfriend is pregnant. He didn't want me to feel left out. Oh. As if. Okay. Photo op. Come on, guys. Come on. Hey, two choices: join the party or take the picture. Me. Come to kid. Who is this guy? Like it's a snail. There's like a little trail behind him. Okay, everybody ready? Let's do it. Party's over. Alright, it's nice. See you in a minute. Bye, ladies. Hope it's in focus. So he doesn't fit in at all. Um, I do want to throw out that her saying mock stars is <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. Um, so we have to talk for just a second about the introduction of Natalie. The fashion of Natalie. The whole, yeah, yeah. the all of it. It's a whole kit and caboodle, honey. So I mentioned to you before that like the fashion in this movie gave me like jc penny's like sears catalog back to school vibes but also like if like the valentine's day dance is coming up you can also get like a sequence like knee-length dress here um it's very like sears and roebuck and um natalie's fashion you know she's presented as like she's the fashion girl she's the fashionista she's the one that all everybody at the school looks up to she's the one that knows all of the designer brands even the cops describe her as the fashionista the fashion maven she's a fashion maven and she is dressed in like i don't really even know how to like describe she looks like she's in clueless cosplay she literally looks like um she's wearing the same plaid print as dion in the opening scene when Cher gets her in the jeep um it's that like black and white plaid print and then over that she's wearing a um you know, thank God for you that we re-recorded this. She's wearing a cropped uh, sweat wrap sweater, and Troy called it a vest. And I just want to say to every woman out there who's still still trying to make that happen, um, I'm sorry. I feel like that was a slur. And um, no, let me just say first of all, I thought she was wearing one. You remember those little tuxedo vests that were popular for like two years? No, of course I do. No, of course. And like, by the way, that shouldn't, that makes sense to the visual eye. It's, it's really, it's the unfortunateness of the whole outfit that I, I think it's up, that was lost upon you in the mix. But it was, it was a little black cropped, uh, sweater, wrap sweater over a white shirt that was tucked into a, very classic. It was, it's just, it's, she's going for clueless. We know this because she also has knee socks that have like other layers under them. They're like three layered knee socks. It's like, Marla, okay. she's wearing garters. She's yeah. Wearing fucking garters. And let me just also say, cause I just, so like, I just, we recorded a Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher episode for my podcast. And I just mm-hmm. did one about clueless and like, Something, that's why this, this is the connection. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that was the connection. And, like, there's this thing that happened after Clueless where 
a lot of people like like wardrobe people for films that had like kind of no clue what was happening they really took to that like knee sock moment where they were like a rich preppy popular girl at a school wears tall socks it just goes hand in hand yeah and and it was also like how can i kind of like hoe out like it's catholic girl it's like sexy catholic girl chic moment it is it is like a how can I hoe out appropriately at school because my fingers my fingertips still touch the appropriate like knee length skirt length but I'm also wearing like a little bit of a horse sock but the thing is in this movie they go a step further by making it a thigh high and adding a garter like it's insane it's like absolutely I just want to say I mean I'm sorry I just have to call this out at the beginning of this I was raised Catholic I don't appreciate the appropriation of my culture I'm just going to say that <laughs> Um, not all, it wasn't fun for all of us, okay, to grow up wearing a Mary Jane and a strict skirt and just an a repressive. It wasn't fun for us to grow up like that. So stop appropriating my culture. But then that said, on top of that, like this was such a, a clueless tribute that actually our girl says as if she, she goes does. as if and by the way this is 2011 by when i say on this podcast i often say this it's neither here nor there okay we were not in a chic zone to be referencing clueless because it just came out which would have also been lame if another movie jacked off of another movie because that means that it's like a it, it exists in its own universe right but then like we're not here where we're like in our full 90s heyday and like Target is fully putting out pieces of like Cher Horwood's yellow plaid inspired items. This like costume designer was like, I don't know. I mean, like she lives in Beverly Hills. She's like ambitious. She like wants a lifestyle. I'm guessing marabou earrings, baby doll shoes, and um, like a knee high. Like it's like it was really um, it was really lazy delivery. Oddly, like because at the time all of her classmates were wearing what would be much more fashionable versions of what she was wearing, which is like 100%. a sort of jewel tone, silky going out top, but for daytime, very merry on um, sister wives. Normally she'd layer a, a long sleeve under that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then like and then like a boot cut a boot cut uh medium denim jean medium wash <laughs> the thing is though is that you know that you and i are recording a podcast episode together when we relate like this teen in the bling ring lifetime movie to mary from sister wives and like well, I no because that's I the it, problem though. that you say though no because like you and i had like a very similar note by the way my lighter is not working so anyone who wants to know i'm not lighting a fucking crack pipe over here my one lighter isn't working on my desk but that said no like this is the problem with this movie i wrote down in my notes like this looks like the macy's counter or like macy's counter cz jewelry like throughout anytime we see a pricey piece in this or anytime we see like when we go to Paris Hilton's house when we go to like even Orlando Bloom's house and they rob this like one in a million watch it's apparently worth like half a million dollars or whatever it looks like a fucking Casio like when they're like stealing Paris Hilton's jewels I'm like oh shit like what Marshall's clearance was that like you know it all looks like clearance 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 which is fine in real life for you and I but in a movie all about luxury first of all not only do they completely not nail the time period but like it's all just like cheap like rent it for a day dog like it is it is it's to the point that it actually is like a little it's the for me it's like the only real like eyesore because i thought this was actually a pretty good lifetime movie 
and a really good um, adaption of like what happened. But like that's the that's the ball and chain is the wardrobe because it's the whole point of the movie is what they're stealing. Yeah, they had like great devices throughout this whole movie. I really was like watched the more I was watching, I was like, oh, this was better than I remembered. Yeah. But like the clothing is so glaring, and it's, it's glaring. like, and I yeah again because it's like. If they had, there was only one piece that we needed to see again, which was the dress that she first steals at Paris's house that we see the next day at school. Like, everything could have been rented. Everything could have been, like, literally go to rent the runway. Like, literally, I'm sure rent the one runway would love to do, like, a deal with you for this. Like, get gowns in there. Get shit that you can do for, like, just for the splash of it because it was so. It was like, it made the crime seem even more petty than they were. Because yeah, they're stealing my sister wife's closet jewelry from Paris Hilton's closet, and it's like exactly. it's, it's like laughable, like wooden beaded bracelets is what we're yeah. stealing from Paris's. Truly, like I'm like, oh, you know, there's a hemp string like thing that you tighten on there, like you know, you're tightening that <laughs> that bracelet with a piece of hemp. Oh, for sure. Um, so right away, um, we see that Zach is updating his status, new school, trying to reinvent myself. They're letting us know at the top of this movie, honey, Zach is on a mission. He has one thing to do and he's acting bold. Cause like right when he comes in and he corrects the teacher in front of everyone, like that, that is a bold move. I have to say that is like some Neil Armstrong shit for him to be like, I'm just going to try this out. Like I've never stood up for myself one day in my life. I'm going to walk into my new school for bad kids. And I'm going to mouth off to the fucking teacher. Like that's a move right there. And I, I, I guess I maybe should have realized that Zach was more of a G than I thought. Cause he right away goes into this like fucking James Dean, like single white female shit. It was very like Christian from Clueless in a weird way. I also wanted to mention, too, just before we get too far ahead and um, skip over it, that, like, so right before class starts, he gets dropped off by his mom. And I wrote in my notes, like, I just think it's worth mentioning to, like, kind of set things up that his mom, I described her in my notes when I was being very petty as, like, she's sort of a Captain Planet version of every Lifetime mom that's ever existed on, like, crack. Oh, who, Iris? Oh, my God. Like, she's so naive and she's so overbearing and she's so well-intentioned. But then so oddly proud. Like, at the end, like, oddly proud. Yeah, like, very oddly proud of her boy. Like, she's just... She is a she's a, a a Westworld robot. Like she's not a human being. I will always say it's always nice to see a parent on the news that like somehow managed like to tiger mom their criminal son. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they're like, well, they always were an overachiever. It's like, ma'am, like your husband killed sixteen women. Okay, like, do you understand? They're like, you know, they always he always had a really dynamic charming personality it's like honey you birthed a sociopath like this is where you cry this is where you have to go like the fucking dylan klebold's mom route and you need to get on that ted talk scene and you need to just otherwise disappear it is very that though it is very it's very that she's still she's proud of her boy even uh after he's been arrested she's proud yeah, she's like, you know, I knew he was going to do big things, okay? So, um, right away we see some uh, girls... I'm sorry, I always say right away. We see some girls riding up with Kim after school. It's a very get-in loser. We're going shopping. Um, they pull up, and they, he's like, you know, she's like, you don't need to defend anyone. Lindsay Lohan wore these shoes to the People Choice Award, and the critics said they had, and then they say at the same time, Edge. Edge. And so that's when they realize that they're Troy and me. And like, they're like, oh my God, we both, oh my God, 
edge. I know. But like, it's like, it's so much less exciting because it's like, well, like, what are you to each other? Because like, because I'm like, there's this weird tension where we're about to see her call him poor a bunch and like also be disgusted by his life. Like, there's not an automatic acceptance. It's like, this just sparks intrigue. And it's like, wow, you guys really are a bunch of rotten apples. Like, you can't just like see like, wow, how pure that we both know that this has edge. But what I guess this is really is like sort of the uh, uh, overt and um, overt narcissist and covert narcissist relationship. Well, I did write in my notes that um, they I don't know if you felt the same way, but I felt like with this specific movie, which is obviously completely different in comparison to like the Sofia Coppola one, that they did sort of allude to her liking him and being a little bit jealous when like another girl comes into his life. Um, I felt like not at, I mean, at this point, like you said, she's sort of like bullying him and like realizing that they have weird things in common and she can like use him. But over time, I felt like she did sort of acquire um, feelings for him that the movie never elaborated on. You just were supposed to assume. This is what I think is that like, it's probably not clear to anyone to this day whether or not she even really cared about this motherfucker or if you know what I mean? Because like in a way it's like, yeah, you could say that she was jealous that he had a new girlfriend. You could also just say that she's mad. Her bitch boy isn't like around picking up after her anymore. Right. Because like that's also a thing where it's like, dude, like I fucking designated you as my human slave and you're not showing up for me right now because you're trying to go on a yogurt date. Like the fuck? <laughs> like we're out here robbing. Ho- we agreed to rob houses together till we died. Like what's up? So but like there is also no like she is a sociopath in that sense. Like in this movie and maybe in real life I don't know what this is all about but like she lures people in and gets them to do exactly what she needs and like he is I don't want to give him too much credit um, but like I will say that like he does seem like the perfect sitting duck like this was a guy that was brand new to a new school he didn't have any friends like he managed to sort of captivate this you know corrupt young girl like that Yep. is one thing that there's no bones about it is that she was off um so right. i mean they're all off but whatever so she's like um get out like i want to i want to take nick home or sorry zach home i keep calling it it's just gonna keep happening lean in so um Can we just say really quickly that there are th- like this is a movie where they they have the movie name played by so and so, inspired by so and so. Like unlike in the Sofia Coppola one, where they're just playing the characters in real life, they are in this one, but then they use fake real life. Well, movies. because this one, that's the adaptation angle that she was great to have, was because she could say like I adapted this from an article in Vanity Fair, and then so yeah. all the names are cleared. But for this, I don't think they could legally use their names. Yeah, so there's literally three names for each person in this movie, which, I mean, Godspeed to everyone listening. And by the way, I'm going to call Natalie Kim a lot because Kim is her last name, and that's how I was introduced to her at the beginning of this movie. So if I say Kim at any point, just I'm either talking about Eminem's ex girlfriend or I'm talking about, um, I'm sorry, ex wife, pardon. <laughs> yeah. Or Natalie. Um, so um, basically, she's like, um, guys, she says to all of her friends, get out. I'm taking Nick home. And she, they were like, we were going to get nails done. She's like, walk. 
<laughs> and then the one girl goes, oh, these are so not my walking shoes. Oh, which, by the way, also, like, we live in L.A. Like, this was in the valley. Like, she could have been sending them on a 13-mile walk home in the fucking sun. Like... <laughs> Like it's it's really rude. Like in this town in particular, to be like, I secure the ride, and then like you you just are like, sorry, get out. Like that's like actually probably the most abusive thing you can do in LA. It's to be like, don't worry, I'm going to take you 13 miles across the hill. No, you're not, bitch. Um, take the bus. That could take three hours. So basically, she's like. Um, invite me in when they get to the house And like right away her face sort of falls When she sees the house because like her whole thing The whole thing that like really sort of like Hooked her on to him was that he mentioned Like yeah my dad works for the Studio okay so like she Takes that to mean something Like my dad's the head of Warner Brothers when they get to his house and they See that they lived in by the way a perfectly Lovely home Gorgeous. like That is also still like a million dollar Home in Los Angeles believe it or not And like but inside it's like the homiest Of homes it's like a very small Sweet little like you know they've Been hunkered down there for 20 years And it's very sweet sort of house And um she looks like Uh she goes whoa style Setback when she walks in I'm like Honey same Babe, like, can we talk? Like, you were stomping around my house in like a like a, a like dirty, ripped up Mary Jane and like a wet seal legging, and like yeah. talking about my house like it's like some like it's like like it's like like, like, like you lose in a trailer. But then Iris, I know. Well, it was it was it was horrendous. But then it's like also the movie it doubles down on itself because then Iris, a perfectly lovely woman, his mother comes out and she's wearing like an apron. She literally acts like he just fucking brought Cindy Crawford in the house. Like she's like, oh my god, and she's like embarrassed and like crumpling up her wet hands in her apron. She's like, come on in, I made cookies, and like it's really like um. It's really sad. I'll just say that. It's really sad. So we find out right away that the dad's actually more of like an accountant at Sony. Okay, he works on payroll. Um, and Zach was a child actor. He actually even worked with Spielberg once. Um, and that was like put into the movie in a weird way where I was like, see, you guys can't say anything else, but you can say that. Um, and that's probably not true. But like, I was like, see, that seems to me to be more legally liable. Like, if I was Steven Spielberg, I'd be like, don't put that fuck up, like, in my name. But... <laughs> They go upstairs for some cookies, or they go upstairs with their cookies, and when they get to his room, um, we see right away, it's covered with the tabloid pictures that we talked about, um, and basically she starts to yell at him for being upper middle class. Um, we're going to do 8.30 to 11 minutes and two seconds. I'm sorry about my mother. <laughs> you lied to me. Lied? I didn't lie. You said your father was important. I said he works at the studio. You made it sound like he has inside information. Well, he does. It's all he ever talks about. He tells stories about famous people all the time. Stories from payroll? I'm fine. I lied. Um, you can go. What kind of stories? Huh? I'm asking. What does he say? A lot of things. I mean, most of it's crap, but sometimes it's good. Like? Um, Paris Hilton gets paid an appearance fee for her extensions. So one for her, one for her hair. Okay, not bad. What else? Tyle Cruz is playing Basso this weekend. Private party, invitation only. Are you going? To Basso? Oh, you can't know and not go. First of all, I don't have an invitation. You don't need an invitation. 
And I'm underage, so... All you need is a fake ID. I'll get you one. I get into clubs all the time. Thanks, anyway. I... Are you crazy? People would kill to be at the party. Yeah, I just... I can't, okay? I'll take you. We'll go together. I'm saying I can't do it. I... Whatever. I have plenty of options. No, this isn't about you. I wasn't I... even going to give you a ride. Look, I have anxiety. I never go anywhere. I'm lucky if I make it through two hours in a public place. That's why I can't act. It's why I cut class. It's how I ended up at that loser school. You know why I'm there? The teacher said I was stupid and my mother believed it. No, she didn't. You want to bet? Here's the thing. At first I thought they were right. And then I got heels. Heels? Five inches. Fresh perspective. My whole life changed. So you're saying I need shoes? I'm saying you won't get into Basso wearing jeans from shop lots. Yeah, Natalie was like a rock star. I mean, even before she got famous. <laughs> she can make anything seem like something you wanted. And it's not that she forced us. It's just that's how cool she was. I mean, plus she's totally smart. She knows more about clothes than Einstein knew about phones. So basically, like, in that scene, as he was talking, she's clicking through his browser where he's been looking at, like, something that's clearly Perez Hilton. Um, and he mentions this party, and she's like, you can't know and not go. Um, and then um, she says, I got these heels, five inches, fresh perspective. Um that was interesting to me as well that line um so at the end of the scene we cut to a girl in jail so this is like an ex alexis nyers we're gonna find this out and this is like a um sort of like a mixed medium version of one of these bitches like i don't even know she looks so like floppy this character actress that they hired she's like pretty and like she's playing a mixture of like alexis nyers and then also the girl that went down because she knew the um she knew the guy Savage in this movie who was basically the salesman who by the way is also like I think overlooked a lot because this is like an adult okay it was weird when like there was a 22 year old guy that like bought you beers when you were 18 okay these like children were dealing with like a full time fucking criminal man who was selling used goods and this guy's got he got the most of I think he got the bulk of the prison sentence but he's often overlooked but so we're supposed to believe that this blonde girl is Alexis Nyers but like also knew the heavy in this case but she's sort of like a so like another girl who's a mix of Alexis Nyers. So Alexis is just yeah. kind of spread throughout all of the girls in this movie, really. It's really weird. Yeah, they really they they really used her character, which by the way, not a bad character to use. So um the girl in jail though, she's clearly involved with the bling point. She's in jail and she's just like gushing over Natalie. She's like, Well, Natalie always knew everything. She knew how to get this and this and that, blah blah blah. So then we cut to uh, um the street sign, Robertson Boulevard. This is very much at the time of Kitson and the Ivy, so this was like the place to be. And they're at Ted Baker, which made me laugh. I have three coats from Ted Baker that I love, but like overall, what do we think of Ted Baker? Is it chic, fun, what? I feel like it's more middle aged. It's middle are you kidding? It's middle aged. Like they are it's like this it makes no sense that these kids would be like I don't know. The, the, again, it's, it's just another. It's not Michael Kors. Ted Baker is much nicer than Michael Kors. I will. I like. I hate Michael Kors. I have a personal vendetta. Just yeah, like, I'm not a big fan either. 
Just like what a boner kill to all these young fashion inspirations in this world. And like Michael Kors, who makes like a black patent leather bag, like telling these young, brilliant fashion minds to like go fuck off or whatever over it. But like, I feel like Ted Baker's a little bit more of like an elevated. It is elevated for sure. But it's not it's not like, um, oh, like you're wearing Ted Baker. Welcome to they do. Like, it's very different. It's not like we're girls who are like scrolling through pictures of Nicole Richie leaving kids in are like blocking right. to go bit clothes. Like gotta get my man to Ted Baker. Like no. It's just like off brand. It's, it's weird. But they did get like rights to the front of the store which is interesting because I wonder if maybe like Ted Baker's like yo like if this is a movie about the bling ring like we would love to be featured in that uh, yeah. which I think is a, a great probably one of the smartest things they did in this movie. So we find a saleswoman um, right away who's um, she's just finding all this stuff for him And he's like yeah 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 Put it up in the dressing room whatever And he's like girl I can't afford any of this stuff He turns to Natalie and says this And she's like don't worry about money okay It's not an object um, And she basically like starts Shoplifting which gives him a complete Panic attack one thing to know about Zach is that this guy has real Anxiety um, and I will say That like I feel like this movie was really progressive in a way for like how they at this time for like a teen movie, the way that they sort of displayed like his actual anxiety and like talked about his medication throughout. Um, I wish we got more of his drug use in this because I feel like that also might have like obviously really affected things. Um, but they talk about his anxiety a lot and they also use it to sort of display how uneasy Nick was around this because Nick is sort of like almost the victim in this story. Um, but they also the don't make it. Now. Super, super, super over the top. Like he has a couple moments like that where he's like has actual anxiety attacks. But I like that they they it sort of toned down where he's mostly just anxious all the time and like worried and pa- like really super panicked about what they're about to do. But he's yeah. not like in another lifetime movie he would be like rolling around on the ground and like convulsing. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Yeah, totally. And like they also they use it where they don't use it really at all. Once they're like in their stride, he's not having panic attacks. It's like a heavy at the top and like heavy at the end when he starts to become himself again so as soon as he sees Natalie steal this um belt for the very first time um, he immediately starts to have a panic attack and then the sales girl's like oh my god are you okay and Natalie turns she's like we need water bottled flat not sparkling with a straw like while her friend's like having a panic attack so then she comes out and he's like breathing into a fucking paper bag or something and she's like oh my god thank you so much that was perfect I got so much stuff and like here's a shirt for you we're going to the party at Basso and like what she doesn't understand is like Zach's literally having a mental health crisis like on the (laughs) bench outside of like like, this is like in my mind if I were him I'd be like this is why I didn't have friends this is why I stopped going to school like literally like bitches like this and I like now I'm in way over my head this is like also where problems become more problematic the more that like if you're already having a hard time the last thing you need is to get thrown into prison if you're already having a hard time going to regular ass school the last thing you need to do is like get involved and hit your stride in a school for troubled children children so (laughs) zach is in his room getting ready um and his mom comes in and she sees him all dressed up and she's like where'd you get the money for this and he goes natalie bought it we went to a designer discount store which like this will come back to haunt him in a really ugly way like i really was i don't know if you know what i'm thinking of but like i was gonna say that it is like 
I rewound this like two or three different times because it just made me laugh so hard that his mom walks in and you would have thought that he was in like a head to toe like Gucci Jeffree Star tacky look or something like the man is in a pair of like 502 boot cut like dungarees and a blue button up and she's like my god well wait a minute I will say this is that when the tailoring and the stitching on all the other clothes in the movie is as bad as it is like that was a Ted Baker button up like I noticed it myself I was like fuck that looks smooth like and also the purple one he got when he wears it at the club later I'm like you don't see a collar like that at any other point in this movie it was definitely Definitely a nice men's dress shirt. It just oh, says a yeah. lot about. It looked good. It was just like for his mom to walk in and be like blown back into the wall, like, like as if he was wearing like a full head to toe tux with like a cummerbund. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't something that would be like, where did you get this shirt? Like God damn, you know what I mean? It was like okay, it's right. a nice shirt. Like let's calm down. Because like most movies, like because that would be like the starter look exactly. for most movies, and in this movie, it's like whoa, you elevated bitch, like you. <laughs> You know, you're wearing a plain Ted Baker shirt. So um, they roll up. Oh, her mom says, of, you know, his mom says, well, if that was really nice of her. She must really like you, which like my mom would be like, your friend's not buying you a shirt like that. Like, send that, give that back to her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if it was from a designer discount store. It's fucking weird. Have you also, by the way, any of these moments in his room? Have you taken any time to actually look at the photos on his wall? Just that they're, like, nobody people? Well, that they... So, they they do actually go through, like, a Real Star magazine, or, like, an, an Us Weekly, but they literally... Molly rip out every page like oh, some of the, every the, the yeah photos on his wall are just articles and then there's like two or three different photos of Britney Spears and Tr- Jason uh, Trawick uh-huh. if this like teen boy would have photos of Britney and her uh, longtime engaged <laughs> boyfriend agent like yeah <laughs> like that's the relationship he stands as her and jason trawick like yeah yeah fucking when i grow up okay i want to have my dad like have me under the <laughs> under under control legally um i'm gonna be a ward of the state <laughs> and my agent is gonna get paid to date me and like that's just it and then i also have two kids um and pay <laughs> you know fifty thousand dollars a month in child support and like that's my vision board um <laughs> No, it is really dark. It is really dark. I didn't actually realize that so much. I actually thought more like there were so many. It was probably from such an era that I didn't even recognize it. Because I was like, who the fuck are these people? Um, that really weird time. Like, that's a weird time for celebrity. Yeah, it was. In 2011, yeah, you're right. Because it was like they just stopped like rolling up to people's schools and like taking pictures of the kids leaving school. Britney Spears was with like her fucking agent. Like that whole period was passed when they shot. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's move on to they finally get to the event that that Natalie found out about when Zach just like spilled the beans by even saying the bare minimum of like what goes on with his dad's job. Um, although I do think it is weird that like out of all the things that his dad could have mentioned to Zach that are going on where he'd be like, yeah, and like Thursday, like, yeah, I work in payroll Thursday. There's going to be like a huge celebrity party at a nightclub. Like it just, it was like, also, how does that come up in conversation as like a piece of information? Maybe it was just something that we were supposed to later believe he Googled, but I don't know. Um, But they go to this event in style. Natalie's all over it, honey. She's in her eggplant purple dress, just getting it in her Kim Kardashian life. And she's like, 
like, don't worry, I've got this. And so she goes to the parking lot and starts, like, trying to open up all the doors of all the cars in the parking lot. And he's like, dude, I'm fucking panicking. I can't deal with this. She's like, how do you think I get away with this stuff? Obviously, like, this is what you do. And she's so confident about it, the way that she does it. It's so flagrant. It's so shameless. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so, like, what I imagine it was, you know? Um, And that in that sense, like, I feel like this was a very well-researched character moment for her. Um, And she's basically just, like, he starts to have a panic attack and she's like cut the shit like she so doesn't get it that like this man actually has like a thing um but then as soon as she starts to run away um he's like alone for a second he's like fuck so he runs up to the door and chases her after her and he's like hey sorry sorry i lost you there for a second and she's at the bouncer she's with the bouncer saying her name or whatever and he's like you're not on the list and um he's like he's like basically hit the bricks and she turns to um or she looks back at, at Zach and then she turns to the bouncer and whispers something to him. And once they get inside the club, she's like, yeah, I told him you're on the hills. And he's like, they believe that? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, like, what a mental state you have to believe in, like, be in to believe that someone else believed that about you. It's to me, it's not about like, oh, the bouncer believed that or, oh, it's not that special to be on the hills. It's like, if someone said to me, like, oh, yeah, I told them that you were on the hills, I'd be like, like no you fucking didn't like plus it's like it's this movie i think doing a really good job of like you know zach sort of turning into this like version of himself that he never thought he could be and like like a fish to water moment like where he was like oh they actually like they don't look at me as like an ugly dork they you know like um, a fish to fucking water and yeah i agree i agree I also too wanted to say that I think that Natalie's look for the the club this ep uh, this episode, but this uh, moment yeah. is like the most on point for like the time because she's in like an Hervé inspired like bondage dress and like a platform heel, and she just kind of looks. She does actually look like a girl from this time period who would be doing these things. Jay Wow is turning it out, honey, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> She looks like Wow. Like, I'm like, fuck, bitch. Like, you took notes. Like, she looks very good. It's also just like, wow, like, you saved all your fucking babysitting money, girl, and you got that dress, and you just... That was the sort of thing that in college, if you had a dress like that, that was your freakum dress. You oh, wore it every yeah. weekend. Absolutely. So, this club is actually, for me, this is accurate of LA of a certain era. I would say maybe, like, three years, like prior to this but this was very la of a certain era um not like lax nothing super chic but this was the sort of like loud they captured the atmosphere it wasn't like the way that i usually feel where it's like it's barren or it's overstuffed or it's it felt very real right so a cute girl's uh she walks right up to nick um i'm sorry zach as soon as um as soon as he's left alone she's like been he's been sent off to get a drink um he doesn't really sort of get the concept that he's in a nightclub and he can actually order a drink but he sees this cute girl she um you know he says like do you want to get a drink and they saddle up at the bar and right away she's like you going to the after party he's like oh wait which one she goes the one at paris hilton's house like i don't know where it is but i figured you would so he's processing this. Right as he's processing it, he sees Natalie bolting out of the club. So let's play the audio from 1659 to 1916, where they go to Paris Hilton's house, and um, they go from the club. Next thing you hear after that is them at Paris Hilton's house. Hey! Are we leaving? I got kicked out of 
of the VIP section. Can you believe it? Because I wasn't on some stupid list. Who cares? It's great in there. It's not great in there. It's great in the room we can't get into. Coos oh, uh, hasn't even played. I'm going home. I'm sure he can get a ride. Well, I don't want to go home. I want to be with you. I want to go home. Paris Hilton's having a party. Did you just make that up? No, I just got invited. Shut up. I think we should go. You don't even know where Paris Hilton lives. I can find out. The internet. You can find anyone. What? Check this out. Are you sure this is her house? Yeah, I found it on three different websites. Guess you're right. No party. Or it hasn't started yet. What are you doing? I'm gonna find out. You can't just go up there. Why not? You were invited. Oh my god. Okay, nobody's home. I think it's pretty rude, don't you? Not showing up for your own party? Hey, can we just go? Seriously? No. We came this far. If she's not having a party, we should make her own. to this clip really briefly i love that natalie was pissed that she got kicked out of the vip like it wasn't that she got into the club like that was that wasn't enough for her it was like i'm fuck i came here to go to vip and i'm pissed and like it's never enough she's never satisfied never satisfied um and like but like also just like entitled that's the best part is she's like i'm i'm sorry i fucking put on my eggplant Hervé Leger knockoff dress tonight okay yeah. and they kicked me out of vip like as if she's even allowed to be there so um i do um this guy is like um i wrote this guy's one nervous dude and natalie is a brazen cunt that is my takeaway from this scene um so we go to paris hilton's house and of course she's like loading up on the ugliest fucking clothes and she's just she's taking stuff like from that macy's counter that aforementioned macy's counter um now we go to i wrote she looks like um, Erica from Princesses Long Island in these outfits. <laughs> she did. It's also, I think, worth mentioning that, like, another very jarring, glaring thing in this film, aside from, uh, it's the aesthetics, you know, aside from the, the clothes, is the alleged celebrity homes, which, like, you know, obviously it would be really hard to, um, I get, like, the difficulty in trying to recreate Paris Hilton's home in a low budget, but this is, like, it is truly no effort at all. It is like, it's some vases with flowers in them. There's a Persian rug on the wall 
and then they got like a, a blown up paparazzi picture and like did like some shutterfly effects on it and put it in her bedroom. Yeah, and they did their best with the dialogue to sort of fill it out where like Natalie would be like, um, or Zach would be like, this isn't a story. You can't just take things and walk out. And she'd be like, yeah, you can. There's three of everything. And like he'd walk in and he'd be like acting like he's fucking Charlie Bucket and Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And like, meanwhile, it looks like a corner at Lowman's. But like, it's, <laughs> they really, they really try and sell it in every other way. And to that, I just say, dude, like fucking hit up rentherunway.com. I wish you guys sponsored us. Like fucking hit up anyone who like rents some dresses get a real stylist for one day you guys did so much else that could have just that would have really sold this movie for me agreed so they take a lot of pictures and videos of themselves in the closet which is always an amazing thing to do when you're committing a crime um and so back at home zach is watching the footage of himself on the camp on his um laptop and the mom comes in and she's like wait is natalie here because she hears her on the video and then right away he slams his computer like he's looking at porn um he's like knock next time she's like okay dinner's ready and like it's like well, lady, like, did you just catch your son jacking off to a sex tape of him and his friend Natalie? Like, what do you think was happening there? Because I know in this movie they weren't accounting for FaceTime or for Skype. Like, either Natalie was in the room or there was not. Like, either your son was jerking off to porn, because, like, Natalie's in there being like, ah, dresses! Like, I mean, if she's just hearing, like, some noise and she knows it's Natalie, I would probably think that maybe my son was fingering Natalie in his bedroom. I mean, his mom, to me, is just, she's maddening. Like, Iris? Yeah, she's... She... Call her by her name. <laughs> She's fucking maddening. Like call her by her neck. <laughs> but she's like No, like the only person in the movie's name I know is Iris. So like I'm gonna hold that against you for the rest I like I literally don't know any of these other people's names. Sorry, I know, you have ne- yet to refer to our Queen Natalie as her God given birth certificate. I have her as Nat. Nat in my nose, but I know it's Natalie Kim, okay. I just can't though. Like, there's a moment where, like, where his he his mom just like spends so much time, like, either walking into his room or like in his room, and like she like pops up behind his bed and she has like rubber gloves on and a mop bucket. I'm like, girl, like, I just can't. Like, who wrote this woman? I cannot deal with her. Hmm. I agree. I feel like she's wrestling with like the birth of a, um, with like the death of a stillborn from twenty years ago. This this is the woman who would have one of those dolls. Those like real. Those like not real. She dolls, really. She has like a vibe about her where it's like, oh my god, before you had this kid. You needed to do some like reconciliation on what happened because now you're helicoptering and like, but also badly and also afraid to express yourself. And there's also a very weird attitude, and we're gonna see this at dinner. So you go straight to dinner with the family, and like right away, they look like a. F- I wrote these people look like a family who has seen a lot individually and together. Like I have never seen. In only in movies and also at some really weird friends' houses that I went to growing up, do you see this much tension existing between a group of people that are supposed to have the greatest bond of any of any bond? Like they don't look like these motherfuckers don't look like they laugh together. These people, you know, there's they say a prayer at dinner. They say like a little like 
you know, Jesus Christ, thanks so much for dinner. Like, they do a little bit of that, so I'm like, okay, maybe there's, like, a, some information to take from that, you know? More, more, maybe just more appropriation of Catholic culture. But I will say that, like, it does seem like they are very, very disconnected, and it's weird to think about how many families are out there having dinners like this, or if all of them are on Lifetime. Well, it also makes it even more, uh, like, um, what you mentioned earlier about his dad like you know telling him about like the hottest ticket in town tonight at like club Beso, and it's like you you meet when you finally meet his dad like you would think without knowing his job you would immediately assume that he was like a detective like or something you know what i mean like he's no like literally like he works like at like the accounting office for a steel mill Literally, like this man's not digging ditches. Yeah, he's not digging ditches himself, but he's the paperwork man for the people that dig the ditches. Like, you get hardcore blue collar working class vibes out of this, which also for the valley, for this area of the valley, like it's possible. But not really. Like, the dad would have had to have been 70 to like live this way and own a home in that area. This is like the kind of man that constantly has a pencil behind his ear. Like, he's that guy. He's not, like, the guy that knocks on his son's door and he's like, hey, do you want to hear the hottest ticket in town tonight? Tayo Cruz is performing a a secret show. Like, like, Yeah. This uh, is a man that carves the turkey but takes no joy in it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I got to fucking carve this turkey my fucking wife spent all day making. Like, oh, I just can't wait to watch Jeopardy and go to bed. Like, I don't even think this man, like, indulges in, like, six ounces of red wine. Like, I truly think this man is just sober and miserable and does nothing but, like, go to work, come home, reluctantly carve a turkey, watch Jeopardy and go to bed stone sober. So... Um, his dad's like, um, so like, he's like, how's school? Uh, and his Iris, my girl, she's like, oh, he's making friends. And Zach's like, hey, dad, uh, how do people get into VIP clubs? Which, like, I would say, like, is probably alarming sentence, considering it seems like these people haven't spoken in three years. Like, he's so alienated from his son that I would be shocked if they spoke since, like, he got grounded two summers ago. So he's like, hey, you shouldn't be concerned with this, okay? You should be trying to get decent and grades and then um he's like hey congrats on the friends uh why don't you also get good grades like it's a really abusive conversation that's just like it can't it's not working if um, anybody um, listening to this has ever watched the show freaks and geeks which i'm sure you have he's like he's much more similar to like the father in freaks and geeks like especially yeah. this dinner scene like his response to every like small talk his his son throws at him is to like get a job and like worry about his education and 401k he's so like staunch and uptight there's a line in this that's great so he says um he says uh and he goes yo you're flunking out you shouldn't worry about uh vip areas the best way to get into them is to apply yourself and to have goals and like honestly true like that yeah, is no lives detected. It's not wrong because it's like, yeah, like you either work really hard in this industry and you fucking set goals and you get there or your goal is to rob houses. Um, He signed his own warrant with that. You know what I mean? So um, his own um, um, whatever it's called. So his mom says, um, you know, he's making friends. He's building confidence. He's doing great. And then the dad shuts her down and he's like, you know what? those aren't goals wearing a knockoff designer shirt doesn't make you important and i was like dude she said she he, he got it at a designer discount like no one said it was <laughs> knockoff first of all first of all 
He stole it from Ted Baker. So let's get that straight. But also, he said designer discount. He never said knockoff. Like, and that, to me, I think, was, like, such a... It was such a brilliant dig for this movie because it was like, yeah, you want to see knockoffs, bitch? Like, I'm about to go yeah. steal Orlando Bloom's watch when I have nothing left to lose in life. Like, and it's it just, crazy. And it, like, discredits this thing that's now fulfilling him and, like, his whole life revolves around this, like, little thing that they're doing. And then his dad just fucking steps on it and, like, you know, he stomps on it in, like, a second with a sentence. And so Iris goes, how's he supposed to feel good about himself when you talk to him like that? And he goes, what do you want me to do iris lie (laughs) and i i don't know i loved it i loved what he said what do you want me to do iris lie like it just was like it was great to me it felt so satisfying because it was so cliched yet i felt that in this it didn't feel forced like i really felt like this actor was like i'm gonna take the most cliched like way of delivering a sentence i'm gonna try and like make it work for this character and he did it i was sold on that performance he was effective he really was because he wasn't fully hateable like we i think that this man went to war you know what i mean like i wouldn't (laughs) if you told me he was like in korea or something i wouldn't be like shocked you know and you go on a journey with the dad because by the end of it you kind of side with him especially with the well i did like with the in comparison to his mom yeah it's like you know whatever but um we yeah, get so to school the next day babe and they're all in front of their like little trailer classroom and um right away like natalie is like showing one of the guys in the classroom her phone and um she's wearing her dress and everyone like all the girls can't help notice right when zach pulls up they're like you're chummy together and so we see this cool like this nerd has like a cool guy moment he's being crossed over and she goes we went shopping together and he really like registers that she's wearing the dress that she was wearing in, at Paris's house that is also the dress that she was photographed in, which is like not great for evidence. Um, right. And she's like, we had so much fun shopping. We should go back. So then that night we're at Paris's, Paris Hilton's house again. There's I'm just noticing now that she has a beautiful like tree in the front that has pink fairy lights on it. And it's actually kind of chic. Like I didn't notice that. Yeah, I would be surprised if Paris had that tree and it actually looked that pretty. Like, I, it looked very, like, kind of, I was kind of like, ooh, do I want to do that in my backyard? Um, Sarah Paris's place, um, and, you know, he's not acting, you know, Natalie is very, very comfortable here. This is basically like she might as well be at her own best friend's house. And right. Zach is still freaking out, and he can't believe that, like, once again, she's changed. He walks into her closet to see, and he, like, holds his, he, it's like as if she's a vampire or no as if she's the son and he's a vampire he like holds his forearm across his eyes and he goes you changed again and i'm like she's in a dress like she's not naked she walked out in like titty tassels like he was acting like seeing her in that state was completely against everything he believed in she was in a dress that was like not that much different than any dress she had worn the whole time no she wore that to math class today so then um all she's like it's like Paris and I are sisters in like real life like we're just the same size so then he starts to get brave and he starts to go through the drawers like he's like we gotta get going but then he starts to go through the drawers and that surprised me and he gets to her underwear drawer and he steals a bunch of money from her closet like basically like a it's like I don't know it couldn't have been more than like five grand but it's some decent cash this little like billfold he's got it was enough to need a a hair band or a hair tie I mean we hear 
Tinkerbell, come here. Like, so this actress does, like, all of Paris. Like, so Paris Hilton's in the house. This actress does, like, the full range. She's like, Tinkerbell, come here. And she's just like, Tinkerbell, come here. Like, this actress (laughs) does all of Paris' voices. She's like... Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, <laughs> Tinkerbell. Like, literally, she does every Paris voice, and it's all like off. It's still deaf. It's very much like a drag interpretation where it's yes. like, it's like, we're not going to do an exact impression. We're doing, I'm an artist. I'm going to do an interpretation. Yeah. But like, this is a parody. It's not a fucking literal thing. But she's like, Tink- Tinkerbell. Like, it's very strange how her voice changes. Don't, <laughs> if you watch this movie, don't miss that. Um, but while being Basically, she crosses by Tinkerbell runs in the closet and it's all very scary for all of them Paris passes by the closet they sneak out the door um, and now we find out that the cops are in on this bitch so let's play 2246 to 2642 oh thanks don't worry it's decaf well, you guys seem kind of chummy they went shopping together right I should have gotten the other one too and the shoes I think we should go back. Uh, okay, time's up. We have to... Whoa! What do you think? What did you do with your clothes? I'm telling you, Paris and I were sisters in another life. All right, fine, yes. but we really have to go, okay? Okay, fine. <sighs> That's a signs of a break-in, but I got an itemized list typed. Half a million bucks. Assistant says she could provide receipts. It's totally not your color. You know, maybe it's somebody she knows. Hilton? Yeah. You know, she has a reality TV show. Every time she turns around, she's doing something to get attention, you know? You used to work downtown, right? East LA. Yeah, well, <laughs> buckle up, buddy, because uh, Hollywood's like nothing you've ever seen. Paris Hilton's home was robbed last night in a heist so lame, police think it could be a stunt, cooked up by the publicity hungry star herself. Paris, 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 
Did you see that? She hates me. She looked right at me when she said it. These are huge. You never know from her pictures. What are we gonna do with all this? Throw it away? Throw it away? These shoes are signed. Knock, knock. Hi, Mrs. Garvey. What? Wow, look at all this stuff. It belongs to my mother. Your mother? Mm-hmm. She's going through her closets. We're giving to charity. Oh, somebody's gonna be pretty happy. Oh, you're welcome to go through it. I don't know. Looks pretty fancy. Hey, Mama, do you mind? I just... Uh, I have your laundry. Here, I'll take it. All right. Thank you. Okay. You should be nicer to her. We need to get these clothes out of here now. So, um, let's just say, uh, when we meet the cubs, they're kind of like blaming the victim a little bit. They're definitely being like, oh, well, it's like Paris Hilton. Like, she's a fucking idiot. You know, they're definitely a little bit, they're not, they're not even going to be close to catching on that this is a whole problem yet. Um, yeah, they still, they also think that like, well, according to 3OZ.com, um, they think that it could be, you know, a thing where she's like doing it for attention and like that it's all fake. Yeah, so, like, the other thing, too, is that, like, they're, these are, like, adult men that don't know anything about fashion, and so they're, like, you know, like, you would never know from pictures that this place was robbed, you would never know that any of these things that were stolen were worth money, like, this, exactly, this girl wants attention, um, so... Natalie um, is in his room later in uh, Zach's room and she's sort of like holding out all this stuff that she got at Paris Hilton's house and Zach's mom walks in Iris my girl and Iris is like oh my like what is all this and Natalie's like oh it's like my mom's stuff do you want it and she's like she's like oh I couldn't and so right in that moment thank god she got her ass out because like we know later that Zach will like accidentally like fuck his mom over by like planting some evidence on her but in that moment I really started to feel truly scared that like oh no even though i know how this ends i was like oh no if she takes some of this and like that also just goes to show like how reckless they were that they were just like leaving this trail of evidence they were putting people in on this crime that like for had no like they didn't even know they were in on it so if you don't even know you're in on something and then someone says who gave you this you're like oh i bought it from some beach on venice boulevard um I do want to say that we are keeping in a few seconds of just the Venice boardwalk like um, soundscape that they this movie uses just so everyone knows by the time we get to Venice that's what the little um, seashell horn noises are. It's them um, trying to say, hey, we're in earthy crunches uh, crunchy Venice boardwalk where Corey Haim died on the beach. Um, what were you about to say, Troy? I was going to ask you if you noticed, <clears throat> this really stood out to me and I watched this movie twice <clears throat> and the second time it was even more um like kind of weird and apparent the second time so there's a pair of like charlotte russe like black pumps on the bed when the mom walks in and the movie actually went through the trouble of um covering the bottom with like a red sole so that we would think that they were louboutins mm-hmm. which i thought you know for this movie that's like a pretty good effort but then and those are just like a prop like they're sitting there and they're supposed to show like all the shit that they stole but then she mentions a couple seconds later that she's wearing Louboutins that they got from Paris' house and the pair that they zoom in on and talk about in the scene, they didn't bother to cover. And they, they didn't have red bottoms? Insane. Yeah, okay, so did you know for a fact if the shoes were Charlotte Russe or are you just like saying that as like a fill-in-the-blank? 
Oh no, that's a fill in the blank. But I, you can see okay. inside the soul. Like you could see that there's some weird name on it that isn't Louboutin. So, like, yeah, and the bottom looks thought. fake. Like it looks like it's like rubber. Oh, this is my thought. So like I was like shocked to learn, like as I think we all were, that like you can sue for a dance move, right? Right. So like I feel like you can probably sue for like saying something is what it isn't in the context of that. Do you know what I mean? To say that it so is what it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to like show a red bottom and like just be like, Oh, it's a red bottom, but then to like show a shoe and then say it's a Louboutin or whatever, like you can always argue that the character's lying. Right. But like if you I don't you know what I mean does that make any sense no that makes 100 because that was the one they confirmed that that one was a, a Louboutin so then if it's not and they show in this like shitty like wall Walgreens heel then yeah. They, yeah they could get sued I get what you mean Walgreens heels like truly wow <laughs> um so we go to the Venice Beach scene which is of course iconic from the movie um like this is my whole question about like the Venice Beach of it all. It's like they're definitely desperate to unload a bunch of this stuff. He doesn't want it in his house. She doesn't want it in her house. And they're not going to be able to get good value for it. But like, let's just say that like this did happen on Venice Beach, which it did. They must have been getting less than 10% of any given item's value because. You can't authenticate. Like, there's only real Louboutin, like, there's only real Louboutin shoes. They're still selling real Louis Vuitton purses. They were selling, like, real designer goods. And, of course, in this movie, it truly looks like, um, it looks very like Hallmark, even in this movie, um, the clothing yeah. that they had out. But, like, they were selling really actually high end designer pieces. Um, and, like, I know that me personally, if I was buying a, like, a fake Louis Vuitton bag or what I was sold a real Louis Vuitton bag, I would never pay more than, like, even if I really like the feel and size, I would never pay more than, like, a hundred bucks for it. On the, and, you know, and like I'm, I'm assuming that most of these bags are closer to like, you know, two thousand dollars. So like, just the idea of like, oh my god, that is so tragic in and of itself. I hope those bags went to good homes. But like, imagine like amassing this purse collection, and your like Birkin bag is sold for like two hundred bucks. So a bunch of idiots can move it for Coke money and like closet room. Yeah, next to a guy on Venice Beach who's selling, like, hemp necklaces. Yes, yes. All of my art used to come from this guy named Art that was a homeless man on Venice Beach that posted it. Like, he just painted on, like, found pieces of wood. That is who you find on Venice Boardwalk. Like, that is not... So, um, yeah, so now, um, basically... She's really hitting, hitting her stride now. N- Natalie's loving her life. And then all of a sudden, like, the police officer, this police officer comes up. He's like, you don't have a permit. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My friend Zach here, he's too poor to pay for a concert. So, like, he was so stubborn. And he said, you know, we got to sell some of my mom's stuff that she was trying to get me to drop off at Goodwill on Venice Beach. And she's like, I'm just so sorry. It's all my friend Nate's fault. But, like, or Zach's fault. We're going to, like, pack it up. We're just going to leave. And, like, that said, like, dog, like, she, this is the sociopath in this girl i really yeah, do yeah. feel this way like i, I believe agree. she was this she really and then like the cop walks away she's like what it worked and like this is one of those things where it's just like fuck you know like i guess you're right and like when you've already got when you're already this far into the cult you know what i mean you're just like gonna double down so right. now this like amalgamation of alexis nyers and like a bunch of other fucking bad bitches from the valley walks up and she's like oh my god how are you guys doing today and zach's like you know about this and she's like so what what's the big deal like why wouldn't i tell my friend and it's like 
Well, because you're robbing celebrity homes. Like, that's probably the main reason why. Um, but, like, she seems no, like, she seems to have no problem implicating herself and him into these crimes. Um, and this girl who's, like, uh, kind of an Alexis Nyers type of person, what was her name? Did we get her name? Oh, I don't remember that one's name. Let me look it up. Hold on. She's, like, literally, like, one of. 12. It's like this was very similar to like the Sofia Coppola movie where it was just like she did a good job of getting a bunch of different um blonde girls that looked very different in the movie. Um but with this movie they really just got a bunch of uh so maybe Celia was her name? Oh, Celia. Yeah. Um wait a minute. I just want to ask you, do you know who the um don't touch your computer? Um, who is the actress that played Iris? Um, she's famous, right? She's like, I don't know. Like, try and think if you can. Don't touch your computer. Okay. Um, um, she's like famous from like an 80s movie. Like, I would say almost iconic. Is it Jennifer Grey? It's Jennifer Grey. (laughs) Did you touch your computer? On my life, my hands are at my cheeks. It's Jennifer Grey. Can I just tell you the whole time? I thought that it could be. I really did. I was like, is that Jennifer Grey? It's Jennifer Grey. Her acting is so minuscule and mediocre that I'm like, no way. I mean, that can't possibly be a woman who. Oh, I thought she did. I thought she had a light touch. I think that you have a thing. I think that you've taken a lover, actually, and it's Iris. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I have. (laughs) Wait, but wait, can we look up also, just while I'm here, can we look up Austin Butler, your boyfriend's other movies? So he was in... Oh, um, God, don't. Don't attack me this What is the Shannara Chronicles? The Sheena Shea Chronicles? What is this? Shannara? Shannara? Wait. He's on a show called the Shannara Chronicles. The Shannara... Shannara... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shannara. Yeah? Okay. Well, okay. Well, look. He was also in Zoe 101. Oh my God! He's about to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he's playing Tex, which is like Tex is like, uh, if I'm not wrong, Tex was one of Manson's right hand men. Oh, cool. That's well. He's perfect for that. And mm, yeah, like as it, you're like so horny already. Like you didn't even register <laughs> love it. Love that for him. You're like he's, he's perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's also like in love with. Uh, he's dating Vanessa Hudgens, and they've been together for a long time. That's right. And I'm happy for Vanessa Hudgens. I ha- I'm happy for her. I'm like hitting my chair. I really am. I'm happy for her. Like I hear her like on like interviews and stuff talk about her boyfriend and it seems like he's like a solid guy. So I get that. Um he also is um The Dead Don't Die is another project he has coming up. He was on the Carrie Diaries. He played Sebastian Kidd on the Carrie for any stands out there of the CDs. Um Okay, so let's go back to our notes real quick. Um, let's see. So, um, this girl, like, that's supposed to be Celia's basically is like, hey, I know, like, a guy, he, like, sells stuff. Like, I, he's, like, a club promoter, but also he sells stuff. Like, he can definitely help us. And, like, this man is, like, let's just contextualize this. This man's probably, like, 27 or something. And these are, like, yeah. anywhere from, like, 16 to 19-year-old kids. Like, I think the oldest was 19 when they got caught sort of thing. So, this guy, um, I wrote down, he, he, in real life, you went down the hardest of some of all these people. Um, and I said, Lifetime gives him a beat, just when we sort of meet him at the beginning, where he's supposed to, like, 
have to pretend like he's looking he's pretending that he's supposed to he's looking at this issue like he's like how am i supposed to get the authentication like he asks a little bit but he knows he knows it's bullshit um let's do 2807 to 29 minutes um so right when we leave off here first of all this guy's like so sleamy sleazy he looks like um oh my god steve Bouchet like you like steve buscemi like is is sad that this guy Steve Buscemi walks so this man could fly. Like this is truly what is like, his office supposed to be? I'm so confused by it. It looks like he's in like a janitor's closet, but it has his name on the door. I'm so I, I don't I don't get that. Well, the bling ring gave him a a similar thing, and like I think that this is one of those. It's supposed to be one of those like kind of like valley office spaces that if you probably have it on like um, rent control or whatever, it's probably $1,200 a month. And if you're like a party promoter slash you sell shit on eBay slash you do this slash you do that, like your business just sort of like the whole, it's a whole kit and caboodle type place. And I'm not saying it, it definitely doesn't look like items are for sale there. Like it's not like a like a hobby shop. Like this man just looks like he's been doing insidious shit in a room for many many years. Yes, they do a really good job of staging his office to be seedy and like weird. Yeah, um, and like it is like. And by the way, this is also an office that like in LA to have that you got to have some weird shit going on. Like in LA in particular, it's hard to pull that off. Two people are too aware. Um, so we go now to um, we basically end this scene with like a great move on the part of Natalie. She basically manages to leverage like, okay, we're gonna get a lot less money for this because it's not authenticated, but. In exchange, you're going to get us into all the clubs. So she's really smart to change this like literal currency for social currency. Um, and this is really all she wanted. And I feel like for Zach, like this is should have like should have been where he really tuned in and was like, oh, is this what this is all about? This is about getting into nightclubs. This would have been a chance for him to realize that that was the case. But he's like into it a little bit too much himself. Um, so we go to the next like club and basically where they're at, they're like. Hey, like, you know what? We should do, like, Adrena's house next. Um, so I'm going to forward you some pictures that I took. Um, okay. From, uh, <laughs> so this is where I'm like, I'm going to open the files, Your Honor. Um, a recess. Uh, a recess, Your Honor. Um, we've just come into some new evidence. So, like, I decided to watch a little bit of the Sofia Coppola bling ring just before you and I got into the phone. And, like, God bless, because um, I don't think they were even being cheeky, but, like, they were talking about how Adrena has the bomb-ass style and, like, they want to get Adrena's looks. Okay. And, like... And like, just I, you know me well enough to know that like I don't feel that way. Um, yeah, and then also, I hope that you know the same about me. And like, the greatest like thing about this is that like the the robbing of Audrina's house in this movie is iconic, but the robbing of Audrina's house in the Sofia Coppola movie is a cinematic feat. The way that they did that all in one shot with the silhouettes of these kids running through this house, which, by the way, I was like, that is a generous, honey, to suggest that Audrina has that sort of architectural eyes generous because it was all in this very like it was all glass like windows like you could just see these like the way they just fucking hustled. Um, But in Audrina's house in this movie, they do something where they kind of come in and like they really they do something that's much more. uh, It feels much more of a violation. But I'm going to send you the Audrina stuff right now really quickly so that you can see the kind of looks 
that Sofia Coppola felt that these girls were going after. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So like it's really bad. It's bad fashion. It's not none of it. And like you know that's why it's almost in a weird way. God bless the ring ring. Sorry. God bless the bling ring because they purged these women's closets of like the most trendiest, mistakiest clothing ever. Like they these girls were not out here stealing Chanel boy bags. They were not out here stealing Birkins. They weren't stealing pieces of Cartier jewelry. They were going for like the straight up front bowl of rings at Kitson shit they they were out here that's such a good way to describe it they were out for the juicy couture suit they were out here for the message tea they probably had von dutch's in those bags they were not stealing classic pieces from these people i mean orlando bloom being the main exception for the most part these people like literally went shopping the way that if your 11 year old child would if you gave them 20 dollars at justice like it just was very it was unfortunate so adrena of all people who like by the way Historical, like, congratulations to you, Audrina Patridge, for managing to, like, live in this whole world, right? Like, you are iconic in this moment. You're frozen forever. Kids will read about you in history books. So... They get to the house and they break in. Oh, wait, the best part was, is wait, sorry, back at the house when they're talking about Audrina, um, Zach's like, oh, wait, I found her address. And he pulls it up on Google Maps. And then Natalie comes over and she's like, wait, can you make it like a picture? And she means yeah, Google, yeah. <laughs> she means Google Street View. <laughs> Google is a new concept for Natalie. This entire movie, every time he uses Google to find something, she either doesn't believe that he can really do it, like he's some sort of wizard, right? Or she's just like blown away, like she's wide eyed by the. T- well, no, like that's the kind of fucking lazy sociopath she is. Is that like she's really like? Wait, you can do that? And it's like, oh, all that's been standing in between you and, like, complete chaos is Google? (laughs) Like, because that's the truth, is that, like, sociopaths really are out here. Like, a lot of sociopaths are not very smart. Like, I will say I do, like, love someone very much in my life who I feel is a lot like that, who it's like, when you're like, oh, they're like, oh, I want that. And I'm like, well, wait, don't be a fucking boorish. Like, try. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because here's the thing is, like, the other option is to just try and, like, do it yourself. And, like, it doesn't really occur to them. And I think that if this was, like, a reality of her, if, like, she was just waiting to find some guy that would, like, be her lackey and could use Google like I think that this man could have Nick could have been anyone yeah but I do think that she particularly I think that she like sunk her teeth into him even more because she does she thinks that he's like really smart and that he he's a good like instinct about what they should and shouldn't oh, yeah. be doing and you know like he's actually like the brains of this operation um, yeah she thinks he's like he, she thinks that she is in the movie Hackers like she yes. is really like wow like thank god I got this guy that can read code like she really <laughs> She's she thinks she's an anonymous like she rolled up to the Scientology march wearing an anonymous mask because her friend Nick knows how to Google like fucking stepping out in Dolce and Gabbana boots with a fucking whip and an anonymous mask because she her friend Nick knows Google like she really felt like she found a hacker a friend to hack with. (laughs) 
Everybody in this movie kind of feels like that about him, though. Even the cops are like, like the cops are so wide eyed about technology because I guess that's supposed to allude that they're like old men. But it's like the, the stuff that they, that he's doing is the most basic. Like if you have any phone with like Internet capability, it, it's you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, it is, but, like, also, but that's the sad thing is because it would be dumbass, like, it would be, like, dumbass girls and, like, fucking old-ass cops that wouldn't understand how to use the internet. Like, this is pretty basic functioning internet. Like, at this time in our lives, like, you and I were more advanced than this. Like... Oh, can I find out if Paris Hilton's in town tonight? Can I Google her address? Like, it's called Star Maps. Like, literally what she could have done is pulled her car over on Sunset Boulevard and bought a map for $5 and done this whole thing without him. Like, she's not bright. She's not bright. Like, for she's a cunning person. She's a manipulative person, but she's not particularly bright. And, like, that is so interesting to me. That is so interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. Like, Alexis Nyers might be more savvy than Natalie was. Oh, no, for sure. Natalie is a full-on idiot. Like, she's fully... And, like, the really funny thing about Natalie is that she, I feel like, is aware of it. Like, she doesn't pretend to be smart about any of these things. No, she's like, she's like, it doesn't, because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't, she's like, it doesn't matter. Like, what if I, so what if I am dumb? Like, I already go to school in the, like, this girl goes to school in the trailer for bad kids. And yeah, she and she did say that she's there because her her teacher told her mom that she was dumb and everybody believed it. Yeah, and that like is actually a sad like I don't need to be feeling for this. And like this is the other thing too is that I love this for a lifetime movie because like they never really talk about the real victims of this, which were both the people that got robbed. And like I did feel there's a a scene later on with like Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox's house where like the bunch of they're like eating making sandwiches. And I just was looking at that being like, wow, like that really hit me with like God, these people are were violated. Like yeah, I mean like when you hear like, I'm gonna make you- a sandwich comfortable. Like that's too comfortable, you know? Yeah. When- you hear Paris talk about the stuff that she had taken from her house like you know it was like family heirlooms but also like photos of like her on the set of like uh thriller and like you know just things that like you really truly can't ever get back and like yeah I kind of felt like I wish that they would have put a little bit more weight on the actual items and that it wasn't all literally just beaded jewelry from Claire's. Like, I wish that they could have, like, creatively. Items aside, just to, like, literally, you know, for me, part one of the most triggering parts was just, like, watching people roll around on someone else's bed and, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, how disgusted I would feel knowing that, like, yeah, material objects aside and, like, the sentimental stuff is, like, for sure, probably the sentimental stuff is probably the biggest loss but just like the ickiness of being in your home knowing that that happened there and like you don't know if it'll ever happen again and it doesn't feel the same because it happened once like it just is like I really felt for that because I always with this you know show I'm always trying to track the female victims right and Natalie was so obviously not a victim and we did get that one line about you know my mom told me I was dumb and everyone believed me and We do see that Natalie seems to be from, like, her mother's very, like, proper. She lives in a very large house. I'm sure they're a very successful family. But, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, like, you know, the victims, I would say, are, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know why we're giving Zach so much leeway, but let's continue. Let's keep pushing forward. Okay. Um, So... 
We do see one last thing as they're all leaving Audrina's house, which is that um, he's like, guys, we got to go. And he shuts off the lights. And then right when that happens, he sees the like ultra like the red lights coming out and like it's from a camera in the top of the corner of the room and they're all like fuck we're getting taped so they all like sort of dash out of the room and then Nick goes up and like climbs up and pulls the camera down and that was like a real shot that happened I don't think it was at Audrina's house but like Nick did disturb a camera at one of the homes Zach rather Nick in real life um, But like my thing was like This camera was pointed directly At the bed And I was like are we supposed to not believe That Audrina's like taping Everyone she fucks <laughs> I mean yeah, that's, That was honestly my immediate thought Especially because it was like going 24 hours a day Apparently like Yeah I would be like I mean like what do you do like do you turn off your camera Every time you go in your bedroom Like I just wouldn't even want that footage to exist like if I was alone in bed or with other people, but um, yeah. So let's go to um, this next clip, which is right after they've seen that they're like all over the internet on something called um, what is it called UTV or something. Um, yeah. They also did a good job of sort of mocking up the YouTube thing as well. I, I always get like to give props where I can when it comes to recreating the internet. Um, the sketchy kind of guy who sold their stuff he's like you're fucked y'all and then we're gonna go into another scene during this clip where we're at the police station so let's play 3250 to 3407 you're screwed we're not screwed dude patridge posted this on her blog you're all over youtube you can't even tell it's him right whatever you say Look, I'll sell this stuff, but I'm not holding it. You hold it till it's sold. Did you see that video? I think he's right. You think people will recognize me? I think it's amazing. This is so sick. We are totally hot. We got 100,000 hits. That's more than Beyonce. On a good day. What's up, man? Hey, we got the prints back. They don't come up in the database. Same as a Hilton job. Mm-hmm. Took the same stuff, too. Man, everybody takes that stuff. What are you looking at? Oh. Uh, what the hell are they doing? That one's holding the camera. Why would they be taking pictures? Well, remember, you're in Hollywood, man. It's exciting stuff. Yep, you'll get it, man. Mom, God! What? What are you doing? Cleaning. Cleaning? Under my bed? I always clean in here. Well, don't, okay? Don't clean. Excuse me? This is my room. It's private. If I want to clean, I'll clean it myself. Oh, really? I'm not eight years old anymore. Why don't you stop acting like it? Okay, did you hear him say Patridge? Part, Pat, part, Patridge. How did he say your last name? Pat, Patridge? Patridge, like Patridge. Patridge family. Yeah, yeah. It was like Adrena Patridge, but like it was Pat. I was like it had an extra something to it. Our audience just heard it. You and I aren't yeah. hearing it because we're flying solo tonight. But um, they, um, we basically like they have this whole moment, and um, 
she's basically tells him, is this after the frozen yogurt? No. No, this is before. Uh, okay. Oh, they're leaving the sketchy guy's place. And they're like, they're like, you fuck off. And then they go down the street. And um, Natalie's like, yeah, that's right, Zach. You know what? We don't fucking need him. You were a badass. We got 100,000 hints today. That's more than Beyonce on a good day. Which, like... The fuck? Literally, like, does not hold up. But, like, also, like, it's so interesting because it's Beyonce. Like, this is the truth of it. Is that maybe in 2011, Beyonce was... I mean, 100,000 hits, is that's not a lot. It's just not a lot. She just wasn't the most famous person in 2011, but, like, that joke aged like milk. Like, truly. And it just is, like, 100,000 hits today. Like, it's not great. Like, a fucking dying YouTube channel... Like it's sad. Like even like I mean in 2011 that was Beyonce's. I just looked it up. Like okay, so that was the four album, which means like she was announcing her pregnancy. Like come on, like a hundred thousand. Like that was just such a random person to mention. Right. We have more views than Beyonce. It's like baby, no, you don't. Like what are you talking about? Right. I mean, we're not. I mean, still, we are not. We weren't talking lemonade, Beyonce. But these people were never, at any given time, more famous than Beyonce. Plus, like, were they even given the name Bling Ring yet? So it's like, what did you get a hundred thousand hits on? Like the video of you guys stealing stuff. Like no one knows who the fuck you are. So. Yeah. Um, we come back to Nick getting home and his mom's going through his stuff in his room. Psych, she's not. She's just cleaning. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, it's private. If I want to clean, I'll clean on my own fucking private time. Which, like, first of all, don't speak to Iris like that. Secondly, don't put baby in a corner. Baby's literally in a corner dusting under your bed. Literally, baby's in a corner with a fucking Swiffer sweeper. You yell at her like that. You fucking demonic child. You terrible child. Um, and but, but which like thanks for being a good boyfriend of Vanessa Hudgens. But that doesn't mean you can talk to Jennifer Grey like that. And also like you, you know what? You're a teenage boy. I don't trust you to clean your own room. That's like a- offering your mom of like to give. That's asking her to give you a very long leash, which, frankly, Zach, I haven't seen that you are capable of maintaining. So, <laughs> it's like I thought that was like wild, right? I'd be like, okay, so we're taking you down to the center to get drug tested. That would be the first thing I would do if my son came home and started talking to me like that. No, it was insane. It was insane. You're withdrawing. I have to take up for my boy in the sense that she's a little, you know, for him to walk in his room and she pops up from behind his bed cut with with rubber gloves on and a mop bucket. It's just like, she's, 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 uh, um, like you said earlier, she's like a hovering tiger mom, but also at the same time, she's really bad at being a hovering parent. Well, because she's a, she's literally like, a, well, she's not just Irish, she's a shrinking violet. Like, because she, yes. she truly is like, you know, she's, that's why I say, I swear to God, this woman had like a miscarriage that rocked her life about five years before uh, Zach was born. Like, in my narrative, like, this is what happened to her because she is an at housewife. She's not just a housewife, she's a at the housewife. Like, she literally does not leave that place. You can tell yeah, she true. shifts from room to room to room. Like, she's a, she's been waiting for someone like a dog. She's been waiting for someone all day to come home. And she's like, you know, fucking burying her bones in the yard, aka cleaning her son's room. And then finally someone gets home and he's like, bam! Like, he slaps her down. And he's like, get the fuck out of here, mom! <laughs> yeah. Like, 
And I'm just like, I know that Iris doesn't really have the constitution about herself to like really stand up for herself here. But like, I will say that like, this seems like someone is coming off of, of something, which in for real sure. life, this character probably was coming off of something, which is where this was like, this all sort of like adds up in a weird way. But, like, this character was also, in real life, using a lot of drugs. Like, he was probably snapping. There was a lot of coke going on, a lot of new drugs. Really quick, like, really, really quickly. Like, very classic sort of, like, L.A. story. Like, you know, just zero to a hundred in, like, one second. Like, goes from being a shut-in who has to take Xanax for panic attacks. Like, on a, you know, that's, like, that was his medication. That was his thing. To, like, literally full-blown drug addict yeah um, also at the same time like literally running from the law you know what i mean like just crazy yeah. like crazy yeah and like that was also like that was missing from this movie like we see him do eye drops at one point mm-hmm. and i just wish that they could have like leaned into that a little bit more because it's not as if they don't like jennifer love hewitt in the clients list does more drugs than this and like all she does is like suck dick to save her family like these people are actually out here like committing crimes so um he we see a status update he writes bffl and then we see that natalie we there she's in the bed reading a magazine um and the bell rings he runs for it and he's like i've got it and like i was like dude your door is shut you're upstairs like your mom (laughs) do you know what i mean like there's nothing wrong with running down to get the bell but it's like that sounds like you've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, so he gets there and he's meeting um, Alexis and Tess, a new version of Alexis and Tess, because we find out that this is her sister, but it's not really her sister. We're going to play that for you in a second. Um, just know that after the bedroom scene, um, we're going to switch to a scene where they're trying to like um, basically decide whether or not they're like a teenage crime wing or like a, squ- a squad. They're basically trying to flesh out whether or not they have like an actual name for themselves um, as a group. And then we're going to flash forward to the girl that is Alexis, I guess, um, serving prison time. So like that's when you hear there's going to be like a little whooshing sound and you're going to hear a voice again speaking to you almost in a confessional mode. That's who that is. So let's play 3451 to 3620. Sorry I'm late. My GPS crapped out. Hi, Zach. Hey, April. She saw the video. (laughs) She's my sister. Well, practically my sister. (laughs) She saw the video, too. (laughs) Hey, Zach. Hi. Oh, Oh, you didn't say it was a party. Hi. Hi. Cherry told them. They want to come with us the next time we go. Cool. Cool? Moon, my God, where have you been? Dancing at bottoms up. No way. Excuse me, can we focus? He has anxiety. No, I have three bags of stolen property in my closet. From Audrina? Seriously? Can we see it? Yeah. Look, I don't care how cool this is. If we keep going out, we can't tell any more people. And we need to find a better place to hide the stuff. Fine. So, what are we? A club? Yeah. A shopping club. I love clubs. I was a Girl Scout. <laughs> you were a Girl Scout? Yeah, I sold a lot of cookies. I bet you did. Paris Hilton, four times. Audrina Patridge, Rachel Bilson, six times. Ashley Tisdale, Megan Fox. I'm pretty sure. 
I mean, I did. They. That's what they told me. I didn't go. So we learned in that scene that uh, Tess Taylor was a Girl Scout because she sold lots of cookies. Um, I will say that I thought Tess was really good casting. Did you? Yes, I do. I do. Um, I thought it was, though, like, knowing what I know of Tess Taylor's life, <laughs> like, it just made me sad. Well, didn't she say, too, that she, like... Um, was a stripper. She's a stripper. She's got, like, a job. But what did she say? Like, what did she call it? It was like honeys or it was like a very like it wasn't it wasn't a real it was like cheetahs, but not. Yeah. 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 But I thought they did a really good job with like her look and everything. I mean, for them to be so off of the Lexus, they really like kind of um, they killed it with Tess. Yeah. And they also like did a good job of sort of like showing sort of the uglier side of their relationships at a certain point. Like there was a moment where they sort of were like shutting each other down in the mirror. And like, you know, that existed with those two. But we just didn't we didn't see that on the show. They were always like very codependent sistery together. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see that. So Zach's parents. um, Oh, God, this is heartbreaking. Um, Zach's parents are alone celebrating his dad's birthday in the fucking dark. Okay. And they did the full blown lights out. We're doing the candles in the dark. And he's like, hey, um, there's a banner up and everything. This is happy birthday, dad. And Iris tells him, um, Zach's out with his friends. And he goes, from the fake school. And she goes, please don't talk like that. And he goes, it's not a real school, Iris. And she goes, yes, it is. And he deserves a little credit. I mean, last year he almost never went to class. And now he doesn't miss a day. And we hardly see him because he's so busy. He's not even taking his medication. So then we, like, cut to, like, the next scene. And, like, I thought that, like, they had were having an early dinner and being, like, super dramatic by cutting the lights out. But no, no, no. No, it's the next day. It's dawn, and Zach pulls up. He's like squeezing like some clear eyes into his eyes, um, and he comes in. and He's like, "Hey, uh, I'm so sorry, mom. Like, sorry, I missed dad's birthday. Like, you could just like feel like he didn't know he missed his dad's birthday. That's how in it he is. And when he came in and saw that happy birthday banner, like, I wouldn't wish that feeling on my worst enemy. It's horrible, and it's also I just have to say that it's like the happy birthday banner, and then underneath it is his row of um. It's like row of uh, his headshots. That's right. Do we even say that that they have like six headshots of his on the wall from his child acting career? I know of like his actual child acting career, and they're the only they're the only photos on the on the walls in the whole house, and they're tiny. They're like wallet photos, and they cascade the entire wall. I love it. Yeah, they're like standard headshots, but then also like. the other sad tone of all of it is that like he can't act anymore because his anxiety is crippling. Yeah. So it's like there's this constant reminder of like if you could just learn how to breathe and stop having so much anxiety, you stupid fuck. Right. Maybe you yeah. could go to real school, stop wearing stupid shirts, and like be a fucking actor for our family. Like it's just a really like fuck. And I don't want to feel bad for Zach slash Nick. Like I don't want to feel bad for this motherfucker, but I do. Um, and I think it's interesting on Lifetime Television for Women that like we feel worse for him than any other character. So 
Um, his, the mom's nearly in tears and she's just like, I can't believe you missed your dad's birthday. He's like, mom, pick a hand. She's like, no, I don't want to play games with you now. Okay. I'm not playing games. It's like, mom, come on, pick a hand. She's like, I'm not. So she goes to the sink and she starts crying. He's like, mom, I got this for you. And he shows her like basically what's like the Elsa Peretti. Is it Elsa Peretti? Like, um, open heart necklace from Tiffany, like that all the women wore like the bean collection and all that shit. She has, he has the open heart Tiffany necklace. And she's like, where did you get the money for this? She's like, I I've been working and she's like no you don't and he's like yeah I do I work for Natalie's mom every weekend she needs to help she's a single mom and she's like that's a bullshit story which I'm like wait a minute that story is actually not bad like if you're buying if you're buying everything else like if you've believed everything else up until this point seems like an awfully odd time to bump on this but he's like mom I ha- it's true and I've been doing it all for you and he gives her this necklace um, and then we cut to the detective's house oh wait psych Right when right when he puts the necklace on his mom, he's like, "I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this cake you have on the counter to Nona or whatever the fuck the grandmother's name is." Right. Right. So this is a scene we're gonna hear right now. It's only about a couple minutes long, but just what happens here is that he pulls up to the old folks home with flowers, and we hear a nurse inside the facility talking to camera. We'll intercut with that um, of like shots of him talking to his grandma. We find out that that's where he's done stashing all of his stolen items, and then we're gonna cut right to the detective at home. Um, he's sort of surprising his wife. So we find out that the the cop that's been investigating this, he has a teenage daughter um, named Izzy, and he basically. Basically, he took desk work also he could stay off the street so Izzy could have like a father who doesn't get shot by a bullet on the force. Okay? We learn all of this. So let's wait 4016 to 4245. Everyone on my staff did. Oh, hey. Morning, Zach. How you doing? Morning, ladies. He was a sweet kid. Utterly devoted to his grandmother. He came once a week, twice sometimes. And he always had something. Flowers, cards. Hey, Nani. So how do you like these flowers? How many teenagers do that? Hey, hon. Oh. Hi. What are you doing home? Well, I came home early to, uh, do research. Movie watcher? Yeah, my gut keeps telling me these jobs are connected. My junior partner keeps telling me that, uh, I haven't worked Hollywood long enough to know, so... So he just gave you these magazines? I should never have taken this job. Just remember, you're doing this for Izzy. And the day she finishes college, you can go right back to getting shot. Hey, Izzy. Hey, Dad. Seriously? Are you guys reading Movie Watcher? Brangelina had twins. God, Dad, everybody knows that. Oh, my God. <laughs> to get with the program you so don't know what this is about what's that you know what it's about being the most important person in the room everybody wants that producers actors directors agents we all want the same thing heads turning when you walk by photographers fighting to take your picture The only way to get there is to play to your strengths. And even then, there's no way to predict who's going to make it. All right, ladies, glasses up. <laughs> to Zach, where would we be if he hadn't come to our school? Oh, to Zach! 
you know her? Not only from the movies. <laughs> Sometimes it's a star. Sometimes it's a power broker. Sometimes nobody knows how it happens. It's just a guy. <laughs> I will say that when the movie feeds you this info, they do a very good job of like storytelling. I agree. I was going to say, I really like um, those. I like those scenes in the movie. I think it really like, it does a good job of like making this movie like progress in a way that we're like, normally a lifetime movie would throw in like a montage or something. You know what I mean? That makes right. it kind of no sense, but these do the same thing without it being like cheesy or over the top. You know, in a weird way, I feel like this movie was probably meant for, like, actual theaters originally, and then it just wound up being diluted down to Lifetime. I agree, because it's it's really not bad. Like, like, Yet, at the same time, it's written by this Shelly chick that only writes Lifetime movies. <laughs> right. So, like, I, I'm fighting with that internally, whether or not maybe someone brought the concept or, like, what happened exactly, how that happened. Because, like, the movie employs a lot of really interesting devices. Like, maybe they had someone that wasn't credited who sort of, like, pitched in on this. Or maybe Shelly, this writer, just goes balls out. But, like, they really employed a lot of devices in this that they don't typically use in Lifetime movies that felt very right to the time. Yeah, I agree. Do I need to watch Wise Gal? Is that my takeaway <laughs> from all this? Is like, like low-key, like I live and buy, like die by a Wise Gal after this. Like, it's my new Jody area. It's like, I'm like, oh, who? Wise Gal? Um, so, okay. Basically, we come back to the commercial. Um, Zach is getting to school. Everyone's coming up to him. So we see that Zach's sort of like the new hot guy at school. Then he spots this little blonde wandering like Daisy just on the side of school looking helpless as fuck like a cute little Labrador retriever. And he like goes uh, wandering up to her and he's like, "Uh, do you need any help? Um, And he looks at her little like piece of paper and he's like, you know what? We go to two schools here, man. We got the good one and that's where you're going. And then we got where I'm going. And he like points to the trailer and she's like, um, you know, very like taken by him and like a little bit like call me maybe if you know what I mean by that, where she's just like, I have a, a yogurt. I work at like this yogurt shop like if you want like a coupon like i don't know it's like fucking crazy it's just like a coupon like if you want it and i'm like yeah and he's he's like feeling his oats right now like he's got his like his like uh alleged designer sunglasses on and he's like confident and he's popular in the trailer at school like he's like really feeling himself in this moment and you're right Maybe her, maybe her desperation, like what I'm reading as her desperation, is the movie trying to say that he's cool now. Yeah, he's like, on the what, other side. What I'm trying to like, what I'm getting from this is like, girl, like, of course this guy wants to take your phone number. Like, he's a dork, and like, you're a beautiful young lady. And also, you're not even offering him a phone number. You're saying, do you want a free cup of yogurt, which everyone wants, whether they hate you, want to fuck you or not. Like, everyone wants a free yogurt, you know? So, um, we go, who's the Mary? Why do I have who's the Mary in my notes? Because uh, uh, Natalie called her a Mary. Oh, yeah. She walked up and said, huh, who's the Mary? But did you pick up on the fact that this girl's also supposed to be Alexis? Yeah. But also, like, isn't a Mary what they, like, call, like, wasn't that, like, a gay slur, like a sissy? I, in this movie, I think the Mary is supposed to be, like, she's, like, a, a homely-looking, like, kind of basic. She's, like, basically, like, the 2011 version of saying, like, who's that basic bitch over there? 
Yeah, it's just like a, it's like kind of like sl- it's like she's using it as a slur, which is so weird because like yeah. in rooted in history, it's like something that you sit like people used to say to gay men. It's so strange, um, and like also maybe an insight into Shelley's like plays age um so savage we find out so the guy who's like been running this whole like warehouse store that we've been talking about this screwy older like 20 something year old guy that's been hanging out with all of them selling their stuff he wants to talk to him and natalie apparently she's been too public about this on social media they're begging to get caught natalie thinks that it wouldn't be hard for them to deny um the youtube video she's like there's no way that they can tell us it's us and he goes um you're out of the deal unless you delete the page. And then Zach's like, screw you, motherfucker. So then out on the street, Natalie's like, you know what? You're a fucking badass for that. Screw Savage. We can go out on our own. We need to do Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox's houses. So we are uh, going to just cut to an interview with the junior detective. It's about 30 seconds long, 45, 35 to 45, 57. The thing about kids, uh, if they don't have records... Uh, they're not in the database. Can't make the prints. They can go out for months. Same group, and and you never know. It's like they don't exist. You know, you got to uh, you got to make a connection. That's that's all it takes. One connection, light turns on, and then there's nowhere to hide. Uh, and then we see the security footage. Um, basically, all he was saying was like, you know, these people just have to drop something that makes it look like a pattern. Um, so we see the security footage. This is like the big violation scene. It's kind of done on like a, um, what's it called? A uh, time lapse where they like show the security footage of like these people just being overly comfortable in their home. Um, the footage feels violating. That's what I wrote. Um, and then also I do want to play um a little second of this time lapse footage because it sounds like 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 a rip off of pulp fiction soundtrack like it's very like pulp fiction sound alike song yeah so let's play around the 46 minute mark So um, we end this scene by seeing that they've left a bedazzled cell phone um, on the counter, which like I really thought was going to be much more of a um, a thing that they left the cell phone. But instead, it's that they left a sunblast wrapper on the floor at the home. That's a that's a sun uh, star. What is it called? A starburst wrapper. So basically, sunblast is like this is their whole thing. Is this true to them? This is true to the real story was that they dropped candy wrappers at the scene, right? Yeah, they dropped candy wrappers and they were like you know, pissing and shitting in their toilets and stuff. Because <laughs> I actually wrote on this, I said to this, um, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if someone shat in their toilet and didn't flush based on the way that the, like, literally, they didn't even have to tell me that happened. I wrote instinctively because yeah. I was like, the way these people are acting in their house, it's like, I don't care if you live or die, bitch. Like, I don't care anything about you. I don't care if you have a family. You're Brian Austin Green. I'm stealing your shit and I'm shitting in your toilet. Yeah, so- <laughs> Exactly. We're going to cut to the kids eating at a Korean barbecue joint or something. Um, Zach sees a waitress who's starting to like clock them. Basically, she's like, you guys look familiar. Um, and she comes over 4747 to 5021. Sunblast. If I was in Green's kitchen, I found the same thing in Hilton's closet. Well, it's kind of like finding a paperclip, isn't it? Well, it's a pattern. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a, a ring. A ring. 17 jobs since November have the same profile. It's always a celebrity. They leave behind a $10,000 painting 
walk away with a pair of shoes. This is Hollywood. Half of our break-ins are celebrities. Yeah, but it's specific. It's one pair of shoes and not the other. Uh, three dresses and they leave the rest. It's like fans. You're picking and choosing like they have a list. All right, listen to me. I, I don't want to stir up any rumors about some gang going after movie stars. Maybe some of these jobs are connected, but you have just two sunblast rappers. That's not a pattern. Janet, you can send my lunch in, please. Detectives. So good. You don't know what this one is? It's not really good. God, I am so hungry. Me too. Probably from all the shopping. What? I mean, think about it. We're like vampires. You know, we stay up all night, and then when we wake up, we're starving, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I, sick. I think it's just the adrenaline, you know? Like, we're just always scared and stuff. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Man, I'm not scared. Are you kidding? I'm always scared. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack last night when you left your phone. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's like, like hey, Megan Fox, I just robbed your house. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad about that, though. Are you done with that? Thank you. Okay, who are you? I'm just wondering, haven't I seen you somewhere or something? Um, I don't think so. Really? Are you somebody? You're not on a show. No. Okay, sorry for bothering you. Take your time. Take your stupid coupon, freak. Whoa. You guys need like a timeout or something. I like frozen yogurt. We should go. Um, the, the moment that you heard just there, that moment with Natalie and him, he found, uh, she found the yogurt coupon. Apparently this is a famous yogurt coupon because she's like, oh, you kept this? You kept your like little girlfriend's yogurt coupon, which like... If literally, like, I was friends with someone and they, I've been robbing houses with them, and they were like, oh, you bought Luberderm at 7-Eleven? Like, I'd be like, bitch, like, how much do you need to know about my life? Like, this man has a yogurt coupon. And she's like, oh, the yogurt, yogurt coupon? Like, oh, you're couponing? Like, it was literally, like, so, like... Damn, this man can't get a yogurt? Like, see, he can't get a... I'm, I'm, I think that they're trying to elude to her being je- like she's jealous in like a romantic way because uh she is so not she's jealous that he has something in his life but maybe continue with like your romantic. theory and then there's a scene early way early in the movie where she discovers google and she wraps her arms around his neck and it's like uh i don't know there are moments to me where i'm like i think that she likes him but she doesn't want to admit it and uh, there's another moment really hardcore coming up here in a minute. I'll, I'll let you keep going. I will just say, sorry, I'm smoking weed now. So if things go off the rails, honey, that's why. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I also think that it was almost like the way that, like, especially in my younger years, and your younger years, you're so possessive of your friends, and you're also just so comfortable. And, like, a weird way, like, I just, like, 
Like, I look at pictures of some of me and my guy friends in my 20s, and I'm like, how were you not fucking? Like, you're in a ton- you know what I mean? And I'm like, I think it's just because we were, like, young and, like, comfortable, and, like, so we look like we should be fucking, but it was so wasn't, the energy so was not there. But, like, this said that they have teases in both movies, but they also tease his sexuality. I don't know. It's different. It's different. So, um... Zach winds up going by himself to the yogurt place and right away the girl Maddie that he likes she's nervously explaining to a coworker. she's like oh my god like oh my, I just like I didn't know like the work schedule like so this is her whole personality is like Maddie's hanging on by a fucking thread at any moment Maddie is like if you tell her she did one thing wrong not only would she believe you but she would like if this was a different lifetime movie that would lead to an eating disorder yeah, yeah. I just have to say too that it's really interesting to me that they kind of like they split. So they, you know, they we mentioned earlier that they split Alexis Nyers into these two different girls, and then the one girl is like the side of Alexis that's like sort of bitchy and cunty and like deserved it, and then this girl is the side of her that like like the story that she claims that she was like in the wrong place in the wrong time with the wrong people and that she didn't actually steal anything. They sort of exploit those two personalities, even though they make them completely opposite and just like inject them with both of these different sides of Alexis, which is so because then like the other girl that's supposed to be Alexis, like the more like sort of trashy one, like she is also the girl that was not Alexis that was dating the like um savage guy yeah yeah yeah. who by the way his name is vin savage which like i just have to say hats off to shelly for just creating this perfect vin diesel image in my head (laughs) vin savage like i know know. that's that's up there by the way can i just tell you like a little aside i just like binged um yesterday and i guess sunday and monday i binged um all of 60 days in season Four, because I never watched it. Oh, I didn't either. And one of the girls went in, and her real name is Jacqueline. They give them fake names last there in in there. Jacqueline's name was Jacqueline Kennedy. They literally gave her the name <laughs> Jacqueline Kennedy to go into jail. <laughs> but like her name was J A C L Y N, and I was like, oh, some white trash person named with the last name Kennedy would absolutely name their daughter j-a-c-l-y-n kennedy like (laughs) oh my god dude i gotta watch that i gotta it's bold like it's up there with vin savage on the list so um basically um she's having this conversation with him by the way the place is called also like earthberry or like like you know what i mean it's very it's very clearly supposed to be pinkberry um and she tells him that she was a class president and had cheerleader at her old school but there was only 40 people in the class haha and he's like well i'll vote for you if you run here and she goes you don't even go to my school and he goes i'll buy a vote and he goes oh god i know that sounds sleazy i'm sorry and um right here behind him we hear it works for me and it's not so Natalie's like, don't worry, I'm still your fucking skeezy friend, and also I'm ruining your date. So the girl right away, like, her face looks like... Maddie looks a little bit at first, like... She's never like, who's this bitch? At first, she's a little bit tense, and then she's like, oh, I was a moron for thinking that, like, this was anything but a friendship yogurt. Like, this is a guy... Like- yeah, I'm an idiot for thinking that I'm cool enough to be in this room with this person. Like, and and her walking in confirms it. Like, I'm they're both really cool and wear designer clothes, and I'm like not that girl. 
But like something in my heart and like and this is like putting a lot on Maddie is something in my heart is like even though what we'll see later like is all there. I think that really when she sort of is impressed by Natalie, it's more that she's impressed by Zach and anyone who's in his orbit is attractive to him. But like I I think that in her gut. Like when we see how everything shakes out, I think in her gut she probably when everything happened she was like, "I fucking never liked that bitch. I never even wanted to be her friend." Like this is why it was so fucked up. It happened to Maddie because Maddie so doesn't want to fly close to that sun. Like she wants nothing to do with that. But it's the allure of if I hang out with these cool popular girls that the guy I like is friends with, then maybe I'll get in. You know. And this scene is the one that confirms for me that I do think that, like, I just don't think the movie is smart. This movie is, like, particularly smart enough to, like, allude to things about the relationship besides, like, what's really surface about it. And, like, the obvious thing would be that, you know, he's attractive and she's attractive and they should, like, like each other and, like, date or whatever. And they spend all their time together. And this movie presents him as, like, a straight little just dorky guy so i don't know i feel like this is the profile of a classic sociopath and a succubus like you didn't feel like when she she put her arm on his her hand on his or her hand on i think it was to manipulate and control him she's like we're very close like i felt like it was very like she's literally showing i like him now a little bit and she showed her cards no because she's doing that to be she's doing that as a possessive move so that maddie will back off i'm telling you i am the dumbest person about sociopaths i will tell you i've watched all i've seen enough about bling ring i've read enough about this case i really think this is the standard profile i feel like she is um you know the eric harris to his dylan klebold i feel like she is a true like sociopath and that he's a like a depressive and feels insecure and that she kind of rallies everything around him and gets him to do her bidding and knows that you know she can like intimidate other people by like exaggerating the bond that she created from the very day that she pulled over her car on the side of the road from the very day that she told him he can take the picture or get in or get out sure i definitely think she was like trying to like intimidate when he snapped back and ran to the line in the club she was like i fucking got him when she got him to go to paris hilton's time that plays the second time because you know he really liked the attention he was getting at school she knew she had him i think for her this is about keeping a guy that's gonna this is about keeping like a guy that's gonna do her bidding and any like having a girlfriend that's gonna say hey i think you should stop robbing houses is a real boner kill for her yeah i could see that i just i think that there's like a little bit of both i think that she's starting to like show her cards in the sense that like she started off thinking that he was like literally just like nothing that she could use to like get shit done for her and then it progresses over time into her actually kind of like in a weird way caring about him right. and when she chased him out even after like that girl was like in there and they had left and she chased after him and she was like well i don't care if you go on a date that doesn't matter to me like you can go on a date with whoever you want but you have to answer my calls like i felt like she was like sort of floundering and like where the I felt like that was her like okay well so this is also for this movie where this actual like girl he had a side relationship with she doesn't exist at all in real life 
Oh, no, for sure. But also, I think that, like, this is also around the time that he's, like, becoming cool. And it's supposed to show a sort of role reversal where, like, he like started he's off... Getting, yeah. He's, like, sowing his oats. Like, he started off as this, like, dorky, mumbling idiot. And she was, like, he was, you know, her. she was his puppeteer. And now she's gay. the one chasing after him up the street. And he's, like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Like, as he, like, takes off his Ray-Bans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I think that, like, I don't know. In real life, I really do think that he is gay, if not at the very least by leaning towards gay. And that was something that, because, and, like, I hate to speculate just for the purpose of this podcast, but because we have so many fictional materials about this, like, I feel comfortable doing it. Like, I feel like they suggested it a lot in the Bling Ring movie, and because Nick himself, he's never, like, commented on that like I feel like they did the best they could to imply that without making it definite and I feel like for a lifetime especially two years ahead of the bling ring movie with Sofia Coppola who's always going to be much more provocative than lifetime they needed to sort of like tie this up and they can't be like I don't know like I don't what well, I don't know what this queer kid's motivations were like he felt cool like, this works a lot better for Lifetime to have him have, like, a pure person. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There could have been definitely someone that he made sure they got a lighter sentence because of their... I mean, because that's also what he did with the other girl. He got Maddie off completely. And he got the yeah. girl that... who no, Spoiler alert, everyone. And Maddie off completely. And that was one of the terms of his confession. And he also got the girl who was like a lesser version of Alexis Nyers off completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or as much as possible. So, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. And I ask you guys who are watching this, because I know you're thinking about this the same way as us. If you've seen the other, uh, like, the other two, if you're watching this, whatever, what do you... Yeah, what do you think? What do we think is going on here, boo? Like, because I'm very, very ignorant to, like, sociopaths, but I just think this girl is, like, a dumb socio. Like, I really do, and I know that it's, like, not, like, politically correct to say that, but I mean it really, like, I think she's one of those not necessarily sophisticated, but very good at using and aligning people in her life. I don't know. I don't know. And with that, it's like, you wonder, can you even love to begin with? Like, can both things be true at the same time? I don't know. So, um, <clears throat> at outside of the place, Natalie's like, you should turn your locator off if you don't want people to meet up with you. Which, like, I, we weren't really doing locations that much back then, but I guess. Um, and she shows him a piece of paper, or a paper, and she's like, look, it's us, okay? We're the Hollywood bling ring. They're talking about us all over the papers. And she's really excited about it. And she says she wanted to tell him, um, but he was a bad friend to her. <laughs> um, and she thinks it's amazing. Um, where these people who are known for this were famous. And Zach seems to just, like, realize for the very first time, this is one of his first times realizing, like, this isn't just about designer bags for Natalie. This is like she's yeah. really like rubbing one out to the fame of it all. Yeah. Um, like he's gotten himself involved with a girl who is actually like um insane. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh her motivations are just like absolutely like nuts. Like she wants to be caught kind of. No, oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she wants to align herself with all these celebrities and then she wants to get caught and be infamous. And like that is a whole different cup yeah, of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I like none of this is great, but I would imagine like this would feel particularly hurtful to like um 
be this far and was someone realized like oh you're just like a fucking idiot like right. <laughs> you're yeah. actually an idiot okay so um the detective gets home um uh, this detective is famous in real life let me look up who he is he's another person he's like i'm looking to look stuff it's gonna be like jerry or orback or something okay tom Irwin, is that him um he, okay tom Irwin is very yeah, famous yeah. he was the dad on my so-called life um, oh, okay yeah 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 and he was also on Devious Maids, um, which was a lifetime television series that took place shortly after this. Devious Maids um, has always been very funny to me because of the name. Um, but yeah, he's the dad for my so-called life. So that's why he looks so fucking familiar. He gets home and he, um, his wife is, is this when his wife is chopping up some onions? Um, yeah, his wife's making dinner and he's watching a U video. That's the name of YouTube, U video. U video, um, yeah. And we're going to cut to, um, like, after this, we're going to cut from this scene to um, the police office where um, there's some cut-ins from the junior detectives, like, interview thing. Um, again, there's, like, a vague documentary being made throughout this entire thing. They're using two devices, which is Nick's vlog, or Zach's vlog, and they're also using these sort of, like, like the way that they did in the hospital with this junior detective or whatever. They're using some interview pieces for a documentary we will never see. Um... Which, like, technically is lazy, but actually is really refreshing in this movie. And then um, they, we see the two detectives. We hear them, just so everyone knows when you're listening to this clip. The next scene you hear is they're setting up a Facebook page, the detectives. And then we're going to hear the pretty wild girls and Natalie all talking together in a room. It's a, it's a fun little getting ready with me series. So, 52-33 to 55-21. Hi, hon. Hey. Smells good in here. Did you have a hard day? Tell me about it. Dad, is this you? I mean, is this what you're working on? This bling ring? Well, we're not sure what it is. It's an idea I had. It got leaked out because it makes for a good story. I mean, It's so cool. You're, like, famous. Where are you getting this? Facebook. It's going viral. (laughs) Sick, they're taking pictures. I would so love to get my picture taken in Andrina's bedroom. Good morning. We got an updated list from Patridge. Thanks. This is a wound up from the press. She sent pictures. I think I know why we can't make the prints. Okay. What if it's kids? Yeah, and in the beginning, we treated each uh, break in as individual cases. None of the evidence suggested that uh, there was one burglary crew working the hills, targeting Hollywood's rich and famous, you know? Um, and it never occurred to anybody, anybody, to think it was kids. You know, we see these jobs every day. Most of our perps are old enough to vote. <laughs> kids. Yeah. And I know where to find them. Okay, what do we call ourselves? Patridge fan. <laughs> That's creative. That's... It's really good. Okay. Looking for high-end designer clothing. Previous owner must be famous. What do we do now? Now, my friend, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Zach Garvey shoots his mouth off. Yeah, that's how we found him, showing off on Facebook. We made a fake Facebook account, you know, said we were trying to buy famous people's clothes. Uh, three different people sent us to the same guy, Hard CG. 
No, I told you, I can't do Friday night. Can I wear this? Yeah, that's really cute. Because you don't own me, that's why. God. Are we going out Friday? We better. I'm running out of clothes. I was thinking we'd do Lohan. Yes! Like, uh, <laughs> she's my hero. <laughs> me too. I don't think we should. Well, you know, with, like, all the stuff that's on the internet. Are you backing out? No. I'm just... I don't know. Maybe. What does Zach say? What does Zach say? What do you say? Or don't you think for yourself? Where is Zach, anyway? So where we are now is that Zach is waiting outside of the school. Is this? Did we just do the ze- uh, the leopard shoes and zebra, the leopard dress and zebra shoes scene? That's what that was, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the scene where they told? Oh wait, wait a minute. Isn't I might it? be confusing. I might be confusing the Sofia Coppola one because I'm realizing that this, in my mind, this scene was iconic because. Um, Someone told Emma Watson she looked 35 um, as Alexis Nyers. And I. Yeah. So I'm confusing the two right now. That Wait, was a different scene. Like the shoe scene where she is like trying on pair. Okay, but I'm confused then. Where no, 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 no. I, um, I, no, I don't, I think, wait, I think we might have passed that. We can talk about that later. We're almost wrapping this movie up, but I will say that, like, in my mind, I was the last scene where the pretty wild girls and Natalie were sort of like talking and getting ready or something. In my mind, I thought, um, this is where, Emma Watson got called 35 but that's the wrong movie but can I say that's iconic because like that is exactly what Tess Taylor would say to Alexis Snyers like while they were getting ready in a room like yeah well you look like fucking 35 like (laughs) which also like it's not true but like it's not not true and also like that is what Tess they they were both too mature for their age I'll just say that they were definitely 22 going on 42 for sure oh absolutely Um, so so, um, Zach is waiting outside of school for his, for Maddie, his new girl. He's been trying to call her, but, um, she said she made a big mistake giving him that coupon. This is her way of breaking up with him. Like, before they've started dating. She's like, listen, um, about that coupon, I, I made a mistake. I, I didn't mean to do that. And he's like, hey, it's not about Natalie. It can't be. We're just friends. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. You're, you guys are cool. I'm not. And he's like, there must be a reason why you gave me that coupon. <laughs> Wait, this really happens. There must be a reason why you gave me that coupon. And she goes, This is actually like really funny. This is like it this is this is like if I was writing a sketch of a thing, like it would be like this fixating on a coupon, like literally. And she goes, Yeah, you're the only one who helped me. And he goes, I like you. And she says, You know what? You know what you are? You're the kind of guys my parents will want me to avoid. And so then there's this like back and forth and then he's like do you want to go out and she's like whatever we don't even hear what she says but we do see him with a skip in his step walking up to his shitty like green Toyota Corolla um, and as soon as he's right there he like all of a sudden he gets to his door he's got a girlfriend it's all going great a detective comes up with the badge and he's like hey can I ask you a couple questions obviously he shits his heart out like it's um, can you imagine 
No. And then, like, you know, he's super, super, super obvious. He's dropping his keys. He's, like, mumbling, stumbling over his words. He's got a fucking uh, car seat full of starburst rappers. Yeah, because he's, like, he's like, what do you want? He's like, you you want anything? Like, sir, He's very much like Bethany. He's like, you want something? You want to search my car? What do you want? You want to search yeah, my car? Yeah, Fine. it's Go really so, manic. Like, then he, like, opens his door and, like, of course, the big tell of this, like, detective movie that was written so expertly is that he's got stunt sun sun farts or whatever what are they called fucking what are they called these sunblasts I don't, I don't remember what they Start, call them sunblasts 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 he's got sunblast wrappers all over the floor of his car so he's like I know what's up um, the detective gives him his card and he's like hey um, listen anytime you wanna talk off record be happy to do it and by the way I'm on Facebook <laughs> Which is like a great. I think that's a nice touch. No, like he's good. really trying. Izzy, his daughter, has really shamed him into learning Facebook. He's trying. Um, when I'm he gets gonna, home, I'm not going to troll the cop because, it, again, as you said earlier, Facebook is very new. Um, there's, you know, there's no reason why this like 50 something year old man would even, would like be in on Facebook. But it's like he just is so wide eyed again about right about well, social. Like it's wild. So this is the other thing is that like he is supposedly on the desk because he has a daughter and his wife doesn't want him like in line of fire ever. Right. 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 So there's that. But like they're acting like it's something he's got to do for 18 years. Like he's never going to be in the line of fire while she's under the house. But she's already like 15. Yet he's acting like he's never gotten used to desk work. But also this takes place in the San Fernando Valley, which is like a pretty decently high crime area for like the country. You know, it's not crazy, but this man's definitely worked a murder case before, let alone like a multiple burglary with a very easy tie to a teenager. Like, I guess the- you would have he would have had heard he would have had heard about what Facebook is like. He is presenting his knowledge of Facebook as if he discovered it that week. He had no idea what it was. He couldn't believe this Internet social networking highway that his daughter was using on the Internet, like to yeah. find all this information. I mean, he's like blown away. Like, meanwhile, there's like children being sex trafficked through the dark exactly like, like you're a fucking you know, cop like you've never right. heard of facebook right basically when he gets home um natalie's already waiting for him there and he's so over this friendship he looks like he, when he gets home he's like oh like when he sees her there like like <laughs> fuck like all yeah. i wanted to do was pull home and not see my motherfucking abusive boyfriend brian like once again with a six pack of bud light ready like you know what i mean like she he looked like a waitress that has had a rough day yes. so she tells him you know you missed the meeting and now april's spooked and doesn't want to go out tonight and he says he got stopped by a cop and then Natalie's like, you know what? It wasn't a real thing. It's not a real problem. Don't even worry about it. Like, as if she was even there. And she's like, don't be such a wuss. Um, you can, you know what? And if you're going to be, you need to go back to being a loser, especially if this has anything to do with yogurt girl. <laughs> she's shouldering a lot. Like, Maddie's shouldering a lot of energy simply around this coupon. I'm telling you, dude, she's fucking jealous. She's like doesn't realize that this woman is coming in between her and her man, even if she doesn't even know. It's like, I feel like it's almost like a, 
I don't think that she likes the role reversal. I think it's more so that it's like he all of a sudden is. No, she doesn't like that. Her bitch boy is now dedicated to another bitch. Yeah. And he's cool. He doesn't need her. He isn't under her thumb. He's confident. Yeah. Sure of what he wants to do. He says no to her a lot. Like the tides have turned. Well, this is what he said, honey. He said his intention, and so it is, that he was going to change his image this year, okay? He vision board changing his image, and he went from being a little lackey bitch boy to a confident yogurt man. Yeah, Um, and so it is. And so it is, honey. So wait, but that's actually, like, the truth is that when you were this young, like, something as small as a yogurt coupon, it seems silly to us, but, like, at 17, that could be something that could cause a lot of conflict in my life. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, oh, 100 Like, oh, you were slipped that yogurt coupon and I didn't get one? Or, like, what does that mean? Or, like, oh, you're fucking yogurt girl? Like, there's so many places. Yeah. Oh, the guy at Yogurt World is touching you in the back. Like, it's so many places that that could go. Well, so, especially when you realize that you're, like, there's like a certain time i think in people's lives when they're teenagers where like there are people that you allow to treat you in a way that like is you know is completely inappropriate yeah and when things when you start to stand up for yourself or like you know you even just tiny little things like saying no when you're like 16 and 17 that's a big deal um yeah to somebody that you're like kind of afraid of uh you know it can it can kind of fuck up your whole life it can be a whole thing I have friends in my life that like I like because they serve that like they remind me of that except I know how to combat it now so to me it's like it's like funny if I have a friend that's like bratty or something because I'm like oh you fucking bitch like I've known you my whole I've known you my whole life you are so easy I can totally like all you want is my quality time and like that's it and like I can totally win you back but like you little brat and like it's kind of funny but when you are a teenager and the stakes are real it's terrifying because all you do is care about what other people think of you you know and if one person if like they're like if if what they think of you is determined by what you do for them it's a full-time job um so basically she's like you know what i don't give a shit if you're dating this yogurt bitch but like we're famous now we have a name we need to keep up our reputation okay and she looks determined um zach gets inside and he just wants to go to his room and stalk celebrities on his computer but his mom stops him and she's like i know you're drinking let's play this scene 59.08 to one minute and 16 seconds zach Not now. I know what you've been doing. You've been going to clubs. And you've been drinking. You fell out of your jeans when I was doing the laundry. I wasn't snooping. (laughs) Stop it. Stop doing that. I'm sorry, I swear. I just... Why would you laugh at me? Why is this funny to you? It's not. God, you're not. I, just... I don't understand, Zach. I don't understand what's happening. I know. I know. All I ever wanted was for you to be happy. I tried to be someone you could confide in. I tried to be a friend. And everything just turns to crap. I don't know what is going on with you. It feels like you're out of control. And I don't know what to do anymore. So you tell me. Tell me what I should do. Because I keep trying to help you. And nothing is working. I think you should ground me. Okay? Two weeks. 
so basically Iris, my girl, she found like a bar receipt in his pocket. She's like, I wasn't snooping. I was doing laundry. I know what you've been up to. And she's like holding a piece of paper. She's like, you've been drinking with friends. And he loses. I love it. He loses his shit, which is so unsettling. And I loved it for this movie because like, I, I really needed that from this Lifetime movie. I needed to see someone relieved in a in like a way of madness, you know, because right. it's like, the whole thing is so insane. The whole situation. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. He's like, oh, he's like, you think that's what I'm, <laughs> mom? Like the feds are gonna be in here in two days, right? <laughs> Iris, Iris will be shook, right? So he's in his room, um, and he gets the detective's card. I think it's brilliant. He told her to ground him. By the way, like that's so sad no, because it's like it's a dog so begging for boundaries. It's a dog. It's like a shut like a child just being like. I'm begging you to I'm begging you to tune in and give me a boundary. I was going to say too that it's very like this I love this moment so much because it's like no matter how many years pass, no matter how many decades go by that lifetime like pops out these movies, if there's a movie with like a teenager having any sort of issue, this is a quintessential almost mandatory moment where the mom confronts their kid about them changing i don't even know you anymore who are you becoming why are you acting this way this isn't the the kid that i raised like that is like a quintessential lifetime that's a moment it's iconic yeah and like another like very like common move too is that the kids are like okay yeah you can grab me but like it's usually to do something more sinister like get much deeper into their eating disorder and do sit-ups in their room or like something like that but in this movie the kid's like will you please just actually lay some moral high ground down being a fucking functioning adult woman for like an hour today please yeah so he goes to his room to find a real detective to talk to I mean a real adult to talk to and he looks up the detective's Facebook account from his card and there he is right there ready to talk on chat and this man he opens up a brewski um angela's dad opens a brewski and he just cracks one open he gets a little like boop boop and he like runs across the room he's like oh my first facebook interaction yeah so excited yeah like by the way i love that like i if i was a detective i would never like think like okay night one this kid's gonna like chat me because he chatted him and he's like this man's so in leisure time that he's cracking a beer open at the end of the day but he's got his facebook open and then part of me was like sir leave that beer in the kitchen Because you are not going to go speak to this teenage boy drunk on Facebook in the name of the law. Like, (laughs) that is... You gotta leave leave the beer in the kitchen. But anyway, so it was a short conversation. He basically is just like, why don't you have any pictures of your kids? And he shuts his laptop. Basically, he just throws out a feeler out there, a little bit like um, Frank Abagnale to, like, Tom Hanks' character, where he'd be like, it's Christmas Eve, what you doing? Like, I'm just fucking murdering people and stealing money by like he was trying to check in like a dad right so um the detective starts to go through all of zach's pics and he sees natalie and they're like at a club and he's like that's my girl that's my other girl so we see um we see natalie or maddie rather um open the door to her house it's natalie at her front door get in bitches we're going shopping they're like maddie get ready like tonight's your big night out you're going clubbing zach's gonna meet up with us later so maddie gets all dressed up she comes out with them i can't believe this bitch took the bait frankly i know I was so disappointed. I know. I was really disappointed, too. I didn't think that it would be so... 
just textbook but it was very i was like oh here we go this fucking idiot yeah and like by the way when i say that i mean like i think i probably would have done this in high school too oh for sure absolutely you're kidding like the cool girls come pick me up like i'd be like i'll try it once and like of course they make it way too good for her and like when you're young like that especially like you don't know there's this so the next scene we're we're gonna play is like i'm gonna play this actual clip but like when she picks up a drink she's so excited to be in la she's such amateur hour she's such a rookie and they give her a drink and it's clearly an adios motherfucker okay that shit is blue whatever cacao whatever that shit's called cacao that's chocolate it's blue whatever and then like every single liquor and she's drinking she's like what's it called she's like they're the maddie and i'm like girl she is a bear she is trapping you yeah so maddie's loving this club um we play that clip 10201 to 10431 how'd you guys know where i live some of us are going clubbing zach's gonna catch up later you want to come such a baby.
They basically are um, when when we pick up, they're at the next location, which is Lindsay Lohan's house, where Maddie is just like barfing her brains out. Which, by the way, Troy, I don't know if you felt this too, but all I was picturing is being in like the very infancy of my drunken days. Like, um, I threw up in the guy who created. Um, come on, what was before Spotify? It was like the streaming music service. That's not Pandora. Pandora. The guy who invented Pandora's apartment in San Francisco and Irene from the real world Boston was there. Like, that was my version of throwing up in the middle of robbing Lindsay Lohan's house. <laughs> no, I and didn't like, have a, I I was, a visceral reaction. I was so drunk and so vulnerable and, like, so didn't know the people I was with. And I'm, like, in this larger-than-life scenario being, like, I'm just getting used to alcohol and, like... <laughs> fucking wasted and like i'm like oh my god this is like none of this should be happening so i really felt for her with that and then you know it's it's great great zach shows up he like totally takes the bullet for her um maddie's really upset she's like what are we doing here she has to basically like like he has to fight with her to take her home um which thank god for that that's one if he did one thing i'm like thank god he got this bitch home you cannot leave a drunk bitch in beverly hills that's not fair it's like you can't walk here you just can't she would have hit sunset boulevard so um the cops identified the girls on the security cameras and this is another thing that i was thinking about this is but i was my point i forgot which is that there's no way to, like, track kids. Like, teenagers, like, they say this in the movie, like, we don't have, like, a DNA system that tracks teenagers. We don't have a fingerprinting system for teenagers. That's probably the best way it should be. Like, I think it's probably really smart that we aren't just, like, fingerprinting every individual. But that's what makes it so hard. So that's this whole case. The reason why it was so difficult is because while these kids were acting like career criminals, they weren't able to get a hit on any of them, which made them like that much more um, easy to go undercover, basically. And I don't think that they even probably realized that aspect, which just goes to show if they were even more adult or had records that they would have been caught so quickly. Yeah, like that was something that I again I'd never thought about either. Like I was like, oh, they're they're kids. Like they have no public record of doing anything because they're literally sixteen. Yeah, and this isn't like Mr. and Mrs. Smith like on the street having like their fucking like cabbage patch dolls stolen. This is like really high end like collector item shit that's being stolen from the highest like profile celebrities with video security cam footage out. Like this police force has as the eye of the public on them they really need to solve this because not only is it just like a rash of burglaries but there's it also seems to be a collective unit they have all this footage it's really on them and how do you track down teenagers like this is if this really came down to candy wrappers it's kind of i mean that's great i can only imagine the profiler like in the real case being like come on let's think about it take out the valuable <laughs> Candy wrappers on the floor, blinked out cell phone. <laughs> what do you think happened? Wrappers everywhere, specifically cherry. Yeah, fucking uh, slim tampon uh, wrappers <laughs> left in the bathroom. I'm sorry. These, like these, these girls are 16, 14, 16 years old. I know. Sir, what? What? They discovered that the profiler is a pedophile. Um, okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, 
Okay, so uh, we cut to all the girls getting arrested. They do this like little, mo- they do one montage in this movie, and it's sort of like a quick, dirty arrest montage, um, which I was bummed out because this is the Alexis Nyer scene that I really wanted this whole movie. It's so iconic to me. Um, and they show a little bit of it. I will say the shot that we got, I wouldn't um, turn my nose up at it, but I just wanted more. Um, Zach is alone with the detective who's searching his room. Is that they don't have 12 people on the job in like a family detained in a situation like that. Zach and this adult detective, the dad from my so-called life and Zach are alone hashing this out while the detective rummages through his closet like gingerly and then finds some cash in his desk. I'm like, sir, you need to like contain this crime scene. Uh, Let's play 106.04 to 108.24. And what are you doing in there? You screwed me over. You said you wanted to help. You didn't want to help. Facebook? (laughs) Just part of some little game that you're playing. What? What do you want me to do? Cover for you? You probably don't even have a kid, right? You made her up. You probably live by yourself in some creepy studio apartment eating soup from a can. Watch it. Hey, you lied to me. No, you lie. You lie, you cheat, and you steal. I give you a warning, you do it again. Who's the girl? What girl? The girl, Zach. The girl you're with. This isn't a game. Sooner or later, we're going to match your prince to the prince we got out of the houses. Then we're going after the fence. My offer still stands. I'm here to help. Can I get an officer up here? Zach, you need to talk to us. How do I go back to work, Zach? Tell me that. How do I show my face? Not now, Larry. Please. It was a mistake. I tried so hard to be proud of you. I've tried so hard. Somebody set me up. Stop. Just stop ducking responsibility. Because jealous of me. Why? Why would anybody be jealous of you? That's enough. Just leave him alone. How can you defend him? He's our son. He needs our support. All he does is lie to you, Iris. He just he just puffs himself up. This isn't the time. At least I don't puff myself up about nothing. Putting food on the table every night is not nothing, son. Having a job to go to every day is not nothing. Nobody cares what you do except you. Why can't you just admit it, Zach? Can you just admit for one time that you're a screw-up? No, for once in my life, people respect me. Just stop it, both of you! You're gonna drive him away. Back me up, Iris. One time. Did you notice how fake the money looked? Oh my god, that's literally what I was waiting to say. The money looked like it was worse than Monopoly money. I was just going to say, like, if it was pink and had a man with, like, a fucking monocle in the middle of it, I'd still think it was more real than, like, the money we saw. Literally. And also, why did the detective walk out of the, uh, I I didn't understand that this was supposed to be a dress, and I had the same reaction twice, but he walked out of his closet with, like, a a purple satin pillowcase. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was very like. I mean, what is that? Explain it all. Like, wh- yeah. like this seems like a big context clue to me personally. Unless there's stuff we don't know about your life, young man. You know, um, very true. So his mom says um, to uh, his dad, like downstairs, his dad's like, I knew he's a fucking fuck up or whatever. And, and Iris goes, you're going to drive him away. like <laughs> As if he's like not already a fucking criminal. Like, yeah, I think I think basically by dad celebrating his birthday alone at dusk, uh, I think that was pretty much a sign that Zach was gone. Um, so we come up on an interview with Zach's mom. It's basically it's very uncomfortable. It's very um it just shows how like swaggy she wants to be. She's very swaggy. My boy's the number one uh burglarist. So one oh nine thirteen to one ten fourteen. I don't understand sort of like why they like why they I don't know it seemed like a weird narrative move to me the interview it was the most out of place scene for me in the entire movie because it felt like almost like a Chris Watts or Scott Peterson where you're like this motherfucker is guilty like but like we should have never felt that way about iris like nothing up until this point has made me think that like i need to have this sort of like spin on iris yeah i mean it it made me second guess everything that they were trying to sort of present about her i was like so was all of this hovering and miss um these like missed opportunities to actually like parent his her child was this all supposed to be because because she didn't say anything the whole movie really about his acting. She was happy that he was going to school. Right. She wasn't like kicking him out of the door to go on auditions for like Neutrogena ads. She was well, hoping like he in her, class. Like in her mind was the goal to get him better, like by going to school and like finishing. Was the goal to get him better so that he could be an actor? Like was she just like laying in an incubation while her son fixed his shit so that he could be an actor? I mean, I do think that they were trying to get across this element of the adults being just generally just sort of out, to lunch. out of out of you know out of touch. Like it's a very like you know um, um, what is what is Alexis's mom's name in real life? Oh God, I was trying to think of it earlier. It's not Nancy. Uh, no, I keep wanting to say Nancy too. Um, uh, let me look. Amanda. Is it Amanda? Let me hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay. Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. Or Andrea. Andrea. No, it's Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. Um, there's a there's like an element of that. Like if you anybody who watched Pretty Wild, like the whole show sort of revolves around her her not knowing what's going on in her daughter's lives, but also kind of knowing and pretending not to. Yeah, and then wildly in the eighth episode, she's like, Alexis, we've had enough of your addiction. And then, like, she was on a date with, like, a fucking emo guy last week. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then it came out later that her mom was, like, using with her, you know? So it's like, yeah. uh, there's, yeah, but they, I think that they are trying to, to get across this, like, the adults are just fully clueless. Like, even the right. cop, like, he's completely clueless and then the younger cop has to constantly fill him in on like what's going on with like young people yeah by the way you guys for anyone out there wondering while we're on this wikipedia page i just want to let you know that harper and dakota haynes are her children they were born in 2016 2013 so she's got a six-year-old and a three-year-old now wow 
Damn. That's amazing. Occupation, model, reality TV personality, actress, internet personality. And she lives in fucking Malibu? That's Bitch. also sad considering her whole thing right now is like she like is like uh, she like rehabs people and like literally like yeah she did a great thing we all talked about that when we were doing the evp facebook group but she did a special all about um like like getting her ex-boyfriend from her using days off heroin yeah it's on um if you youtube it it's on it's a, a vice thing she also was on a podcast that i'll look up and say before we end this but she talked for like almost three hours about her addiction yeah and stuff and um i listened to that too it was like it was a guy that's like in the rehabbing community too so it was good because she was very like she was very revealing to him because it was a safe person and yeah. also it was like one of those people that she knew wouldn't like exploit her like it would go to the right people and so therefore i don't know i just love it like i feel like um I, I just watched like this amazing interview with Steve O the other day. Like I feel like when people when addicts get when addicts are really about their shit and they're like walking like their talk really, like mm-hmm. they really will. Like if it's for the right cause, they will get down and dirty and tell those like AA stories, you know, like this oh, is the yeah, real yeah. knockdown drag out shit. And that's an excellent call. That episode's amazing. Um, we'll put it on the website, you guys, Mother May Sleep with Podcast dot com. So, um, and that's also where all of our rating scales are. And I'm dying to see. I think this is going to be pretty high on the rating scale. Um, so Zach goes to see Maddie, but her dad comes to the door, and like Maddie's dad is fucking. He's a zaddy. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is hot. Yeah. Like this fucking man. I'm sorry. Like he definitely snapped a man's neck in the military. Like he is just is like murdered someone with his hands for sure. <laughs> yeah. But like in a way of like justice, like in a way that like is for our personal freedoms. Like I totally feel like he's a great uh, he's a good cop So she comes down and she's like What's going on Well the police just came They said that we robbed Lindsay Lohan and I'm going to jail And her dad's like get the fuck out of here I'll fucking rip your face off And Nick's like no Or Zach's like no I'm gonna make it over. I'm gonna make it right And they're like get the fuck out of here and make it right Like get off my lawn dude And like it really is kind of a moment Because I'm like Zach's dumb yeah, like yeah. he really thinks like he just took out this little like fucking granola, this nature valley granola ass bitch like came out of her house off the soccer field has come from a town of like a farming town. It sounds like of 43 people and like he thinks he's going to take her out to a, an L.A. club. Get her drunk on adios, motherfuckers. Get her into an illegal situation robbing Lindsay Lohan's house. Like, this isn't just an average robbery. Let's, like, just always remember that. Keep that at the top of our brain. These are, these people are robbing A list celebrities in a serial robbing spree. Like, it's a spree. Um, and it's also, I feel like it's always worth mentioning. Like, and the cop does a really good job. The detective says this a couple times where he's like, it couldn't be more apparent that these are kids just doing, making really, really dumb decisions, but like big ones. Yeah. Because they're in houses that have like, you know, fine, beautiful pieces of artwork and, you know, probably like um, lock boxes that are filled with like unbelievable amounts of money or whatever. Yeah. And stealing, like you said, kits in fucking fake denim uh, or like fake leather jackets and like, you know, uh, exactly. Steve Madden 
And then they oddly enough, like they went to Orlando Bloom's house and like, first of all, I would say like also there's stuff like authenticated stuff like the sword, for example, from Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean they're playing with or whatever. Um, but then like to steal a watch that, you know, is one of three in the world. Like that's impo- like that. Good luck selling like Kim Kardashian's like engagement ring. It's the same thing. Like you're never going to move that because everyone knows it's dirty. Everyone exactly. knows it's stolen. That will get someone fucked up no matter what so they really were dumb because they went so high low with it they really like took stuff that you know like a Cartier is risky just because of how like serialized everything all the serial numbers on everything like I don't know it's wild it's wild to me so um, I just loved this scene with Maddie's dad like would fuck 10 out of 10 loved it very much (laughs) very much would love to see him on my 60 days in you know what I mean so um, she um, goes so Natalie's like I need you to meet me somewhere so like he literally dives to like one two three four nowhere drive like i don't know like how where did she tell him to meet her like i don't even know how to drop a pin but i could tell you i would not be confident driving to any because like it's she's off i guess maholland but like even then there's no address there and like there's very little service like i'd be like are you having me come up here to kill me um i was gonna I, literally sarcastically say it looks like she had him like meet her at Mulholland drive and they're like in the middle of nowhere like do you really need to like you've been posting shit on facebook you have pictures all over the internet of you wearing these clothes you now have like a name for your little group there's a, a your tube video of uh his face but now all of a sudden you need to meet in like a mission impossible Possible panic room to talk about this like it was just so, so truly funny. and like also it's like it's that classic like meet you by the Hollywood sign but like the Hollywood sign is the biggest thing in in LA like the Hollywood sign <laughs> is gigantic like back on Beverly Hills 90210 and they made it seem like you know oh we could just change this to say 90210 on it no dog like the Hollywood sign is huge it's a gigantic area you could never be like just pull up in front of the Hollywood sign which it seems like she did which by the way I love that this bitch is like I need good selfies like when I'm planning my final like walk to death so they meet at this Hollywood sign and she tells them that she's moving to Vegas to live with her dad she's shocked that he doesn't care because he's like okay and she's like wait a minute like this isn't impacting you and he's like I don't know how she could expect this still I don't know how she'd expect emotion from this man and so she's like um He's like, why did you have to bring an innocent person into this? And she's like, look, I don't want to be the bad guy, okay? But before I go, one last thing. So we're going to play this clip. And then after this clip where she explains all this next thing that she wants to do, we're going to see Zach call the detective, pack some shit up at his grandmother's like nursing home or whatever, and then come home to find his mom sitting with Savage terrified. So it's that classic scene of like, bad guy shows up. You'll know where it happens. Um, that's what happens all in this. one eleven fifty seven to one thirteen. 45. Orlando Bloom has a watch. He bought it at auction $500,000. He never wears it. I want to get it before I go. You never stop, do you? We need money for lawyers. You don't need money. That's not why you do this. Everybody needs money. Oh my God. What a jerk. I am a total jerk. Is that a yes or a no? Were you even listening? Did you hear anything I just said? You want to say something? Go ahead. Detective Fishman. Are you recording this? 
Uh, no. Maddie Bishop didn't do anything. How would it work if I gave you names and dates? Well, it depends on what you tell me. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, there's a coffee shop on Commons Way. No wire. I mean, they only do that in the movies. Your mother works for shop pots, which is great. My girlfriend's about to have a baby, and Iris says she has discounts. You need to leave. I hope to see a lot more of you. Shop lots is my favorite store. Away from my family. I can't stay away. Don't let anything slip through the cops. Your parents are gonna pay. Right, I'm not going to the cops. I'm just trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So that last beat with the scene with Savage really um that scared me. And then when he gets outside, he finds um, what he's what he's spotting in his car was like all the stuff. So like basically Savage is like, I know you're about to like turn all this stuff in. But Zach's basically like, no, I'm like, just like, I just need to like move it or whatever. Um, but then again, I do again, feel like Savage would kill his family. Oh, 100 percent. That did scare me, too. And it's another iconic scene of uh of Jen- or, yeah, Jennifer Grey, Iris, Iris, Iris. <laughs> of Mother Iris, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, confused, gasping, naive, just complete, like sitting and having tea with like a, a wet bandit, basically. In her no, I know, oh my god, I know. And she's like, Zach, I, I just, I don't know, is like that guy your friend or something? And I'm like, ma'am, madam, he's fifty and he is like so threatening. Yeah, you are in Fargo, honey. Like, wake. You are. You're in the movie Fargo. Like, he's not wearing a turtleneck, but that is Diet Steve Buscemi right there. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. Like, it's true. She's the naive wife. That's just like, it's like, girl. Like, why would you even bother to ask him if my mom, if a man like that showed up at my house and sat with my mom and like kind of like imposed himself on her like that? Oh my God, he would lose her shit yeah oh my god well like when i walked in the door i would be like molly get like get the ass dryer like whatever the heavy thing next to the door is <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah. she'd be like you know like it'd be like get that fucking like right away you know but like also not my mom is crafty like when i realized that like she had this like old colonial like baton and like i always just thought it was because we were from massachusetts like that she had this thing it was like a shillelagh actually it was a shillelagh uh, and it was irish beating stick she just had it as her bed and i was like oh we're celebrating our culture and then um and one night I was like, why do you have, or so I asked more questions. She's like, oh, it's so that I can beat someone up if they come in the house. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she was like, yeah. And she's like, and you never hit it like a bat. She's like, you got to hold it like a battering ram because then they can like get it out of your hands if you're waving it around and beat you with it. And I was like, God. fuck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think I was like 12 when she like told me that. And I was like, oh, and part of me to this day was like, I wish I had known sooner. Like, I feel like I'm. <laughs> 
that's you some know? Linda Hamilton shit. That's some T two shit. Yeah, but I think she wanted to like also at the same time protect me. But like also, I'm like, well, bitch, what if I was alone? Yeah, like you yeah. know what I mean. I've been at home watching Ghost Rider marathons by myself since I was eight. Like you're telling me now we got to use a stick, like <laughs> and where I need to hold it. Yeah. So um, Zach's mom is, starts to question whether or not he bought that necklace. Finally, she's finally. like, um, she's waking so up. So Savage um, mentioned that you might not have bought me this necklace, and I'm like. <laughs> Lady, your house has already been searched by the cop. No, can I just tell you that, like, I, at this point, I'm so confused by her behavior. You're fed up. I just don't understand how the cops have now, the FBI has now raided the house. And she's, like, questioning if her sacred hearts necklace, her eternal heart necklace is stolen. Like, what? It's it's not a great look for her, I have to say. Like, and also she's wearing evidence. She's been withholding evidence on her neck for like two <laughs> weeks. The cops came already. Yeah. Like they've they've come and seized evidence. I thought so. Zach comes to school, or unless this first time they searched the house, they got nothing. Because like, why does he still have all this other stuff? Like, I would think they'd find that one silky eggplant pillowcase in his in his room and have some questions. Right. So, um, Zach comes to school to talk to um. That one girl that cut out early, Olivia is her name. Um, and Olivia is like the Alexis Nyers mashup who's like doe eyed and was like, I don't want to be a part of this, guys. So she had like called that out earlier. And basically she wants nothing to do with this. He's like, I, I like literally just, I need to do something to get out of this, but I need your help to help set it up. But I promise I will get you off. And she goes, You're so sick. What do you think this is? The Italian job? <laughs> I like don't know what that is except a movie that had Mini Coopers in it and Charlize Theron was in it. But like, is that what the Italian job was about? <laughs> it's like a heist movie. But yeah, like, it's like I I do I did love like the you know I love a, a reference and uh, any movie like a Lifetime movie where they do references like that that try and like root it in like reality. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really. Fun. I legit laughed at that. Like I actually okay. belly laughed. You like understand I would have been like If she was like Who do you think you are Daniel Ocean Like I would have laughed at that Because I would have known What that is Right okay So she's like I don't want anything to do with this No And he goes What if the others start talking And she's like All right All right Okay cool Um, But do you really think They'd give me up And I'm like Oh god High school girls Like oh I know This girl who has literally Verbally assaulted you from the start of this movie has been horribly mean and like bullied you all around do you think that she would give you up like what are you talking about i know i know i know it's like it didn't even occur to her like she's like i don't want anything to do with this but it doesn't occur to her to be like i need to like quiet her right so the detective waits for zach at the coffee shop because they had sort of prearranged that earlier but he doesn't show up and now he feels fucked with right so he goes into the office like kids are playing with us and they're like in the situation room and they have like all their kids faces and like their names written under it um, which by the way should have happened probably a month ago Um, and then we go um, into the boardroom they have to like execute this plan then we cut back to the classroom we see that like this girl that's agreed to do it Olivia she's wearing the big pocket true religion style jeans which really like 
making a small ass look great, but have been so wildly unstylish besides like a six month window in about 2005. Yeah. Um, the cops are narrowing in now. So the second um, scene we hear after this, we hear the cops narrowing in. We're going to go through all that. Then we go to a second scene where we have the cops speaking to an undercover officer inside of the party. Now they sent in this officer. We'll describe her after the clip. Um, but the officer they sent in to do undercover is great. Um, so the cops break into the party, but they can't keep up with the bling ring. That's how I ended this. So when you hear them break loose, that's what happens. One fifteen fifty four to one eighteen nineteen. They're all online. That's how they keep track of each other. Now, they have a lot of friends in common, but these are the ones that we have on tape. So this is the ring, huh? Yeah, there's probably a fence. Uh, we haven't found him yet. Yeah, they're not hanging out with each other, not since we served the warrants, but they're messaging. Natalie Kim bought a plane ticket to Vegas. Her flight leaves Saturday morning. Cherry's having a party Friday night, but that's not what Zach and Natalie are messaging about. We think they're planning a job. They know we're watching them, right? It's like they think they're entitled to this stuff. Like they think they can't get caught. Yeah, we'll see about that. Who do we have inside? Brady. That's it? Yeah. She was the only one young enough to pass. Why don't we have more people? We have a guy on each car. Who are you tracking? Natalie and Jerry. What about Zach? Zach's outside with the stripper. What's he doing with the stripper? Keep your pants on. Oh, no, he should be with Natalie. They're a team. He's got her picture all over his Facebook page. Where are they now? I think they just went in the bathroom in the back room. Both of them? Together? I thought you had a daughter. That's what they do. Have they come out? Can you hear anything? Negative. She's gonna meet us there, right? Mark this step. This is Fishman. I need an APB on Natalie Kim and Zach Garvey. Cover the city. Whoa, check it out. Kim has her Facebook locator on. Are we away? I don't know. Where did you... Okay, come on. Okay, so the undercover cop that they sent in kind of reminded me of, like, um, Amy Poehler and Baby Mama. Oh my god, you're so right. Because, yes, she was wearing, like, a, like a, like a ringer tee that had, like, butterflies on it. And then, like, a juicy couture, like, pink zip-up on it. But, like, she clearly had not washed her hair in days. She had no makeup on. She is the only girl on the squad that was young enough to do this job. So, I guess she was on her own on this. But, like, I will say I was surprised to see. I knew the bling ring. They had a job to do so that they were going to be in hoodies and stuff. Um, But I was surprised to see so many kids at a Beverly Hills party. Like, to me, if, like, some girl showed up, like, in her sweatpants at a... 
Beverly Hills party when I was 19, I would have been like, is she okay? Like, who did she wander in? Like, that would be very obvious to me she's an undercover cop. But I guess this was some sort of like kickback or whatever. Um, So they weren't able to pull this off. We go back outside. So the cops pull up to Orlando Bloom's house where the bling ring is allegedly at. Um, the girls um, inside, they're having like a field day, basically. They're like, they've lost any, any point in trying to be careful. They're just being brazen. Um, see the cop like, you know, tiptoe to the door. Um, we see Zach. He's taking a photo of the watch for Natalie. So we're doing like an intercut moment here. Then we're seeing the girls find um, Orlando Bloom's sword from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, then we see the cops bust in a door at that moment. And we're like, oh, fuck, they're caught. No, they're in the wrong place. They're at the wrong address. It turns out that they're at some elderly couple's place. And um, the detective finds one of the pink bedazzled cell phones and bush so like they've ditched their phone there to like send off the location thing um which is like advanced now i think because it seemed like the first time they left the phone behind it was an accident and they never followed up on like like did you wipe the phone like how how did they take care of that but now we're so advanced that they're leaving phones in a way that will deter the like the police right I will say that I think it's really funny that, like, you know, these kids are, they couldn't be any more sort of, like, clumsy or sloppy about how they're doing this. But Zach, even with all that, Zach still has to basically, like, carrot this detective into closing the fucking case. Like, he's just... I know. He just is, like, the most inadequate cop ever. Like, he's just an idiot. Yeah, because, like, Zach, like, wants to give in, man. He just has to finish this job. Like, he has to see all the pieces fall in line. Right. Which, like, I think is giving the character a lot of, like, um, like, it's very generous. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't very far from true. Because... Yeah, I agree. You know, like, Nick always seemed like he had something. And it seemed like the thing he, the thing he had was, like, an air of self-confidence about the fact that he had some control over the situation, which is true. He did. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do another series of clips here um, in audio. What we're going to be hearing is we're going to see Savage drinking whiskey alone in his office. There's going to be a knock at the door. He's going to look paranoid. And then after this scene, we're going to cut to um, the station. And then we're going to cut to the detective outside of the courthouse and then to the junior cop doing his sort of like uh, his confessional and then we go to our girl in jail who is the I guess the worst manifestation of Alexis Nyers in this movie um, this yeah. is her talking about kind of having the wrong friends so 120.50 to 123.04 oh, you doing here we went out tonight orlando bloom's house you're out of your mind check the internet he has a pretty impressive collection one watch worth half a million dollars fine forget it hey show me the watch
think it belonged to Howard Hughes. the fence first and he uh whew, he sang like a bird he gave us uh names dates 16 jobs three million dollars worth of property i mean after that they were all fighting to make statements i wasn't listening to my inner guide and that was a problem it's not that i did bad things it's just that i chose bad friends and they did bad things, not me. Um, we catch Natalie leaving her house the next morning. The girl almost got away with it. She's on her way to Vegas. Um, her party is crashed by the cops. Her first move is to squeal on everyone right away. She's like, if I have information about what, like, she is just such a, she sings like a bird, bitch. I know. So I then, know. um, she goes, did you talk to Orlando? Did he say anything about me? Which is, I think, something that actually happened. Yeah, it's her like this is like her like Nancy at the end of the craft being like I can fly like she's fully deranged now. You know what? Yes, that's exactly right. And I think that this it, it was about Lindsay. They said, yeah. did you say it was did Lindsay say anything about me? Yeah, I could totally see that. I could see it like it makes sense because it also is a big deal that Alexis Nyers was stored on the same cell block as Lindsay when she went to oh yeah, jail. yeah. and like Alexis then of course you know she managed to make money off of her crime which is illegal in America but she sold stories to the tabloids about how she would hear Lindsay weeping herself to sleep every night oh yeah oh god God, that's so crazy. And like how fucked up, like imagine being Lindsay Lohan, the one of the only times that you're completely justified in something that's happened to you. You really truly are the victim, finally. No wait. Still in jail. Oh, oh okay, okay. Jail next right, to right. go kill your shit. Like, girl, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like not only have you fucked your life up. Yeah, you're right. I, Cause I was going to say, I was like, I was like, she's not justified for crying and crying in jail. She fucking had four DUIs, but now I'm like, Oh wait, no, no, no. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. She didn't choose to have her house robbed. Oh man. It is tough. Cause there is also like a little, like there's a little like odd victim blamey shit with the, you know, we talked about that a little bit, but like that was even at the time it was like the tabloids would be like, get this, like Paris left her key under the mat and be like okay like yeah she's fucking dumb but like half of america like you know what i mean has i don't i don't even have a key buried in a rock i have keys with friends but i think most of america has a hidden key somewhere and like i don't you know and when you like live in like a gated community and like by the way this has never happened before ding 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 sis yep 
you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this has happened so many times in LA or to celebrities in such a large scale that like, they should like, you know what I mean? This has never happened. Like she lives in a place that's closed off. Who's what Justin Bieber is going to be coming and climbing over her, her fence to break into her house. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like a, like a very like mild looting in comparison yeah. to like what could happen when it's just too I mean cuz like all of Bel Air is behind a gate in a way you know what i mean so like there's all of these communities have but people can drive through like there's certain gated communities where you have to get all checked in or whatever but some they'll be like oh yeah you're just like a normal chick in a BMW like you can get through um it's not like super high security so anyway um when we see Zach get arrested let's play this final bit of audio 12351 to 12621 you ready to go i need to know maddie bishop won't be charged that's the deal she won't be charged okay i guess i'm ready i get your parents they're with my grandmother i see your hands officer you have the right to remain silent you have the right to speak to an attorney anything i say yeah Why didn't you tell me about the fence? I told you I would help. Savage threatened me. He said if I went to the police, he'd hurt my family. Yeah, right. How long did it take you to come up with that? Look, I did it because we were friends. They were the first friends I ever had in my life. My confession posted on YouTube last night. 80,000 hits already. You should check it out. It's a pretty good story. I've seen enough. That's it. I'm not making excuses. I just want to be clear. People keep talking about the money. Two million dollars, five million dollars. It was never about the money. It's like, I'm sitting here, all by myself, staring at the computer, watching this incredible party, knowing I'm never going to get invited. And one day I realize, this isn't a screen. It's a door. And it's wide open. And someone on the other side says, hey, come on in. Just like that. I got to be a completely different person. I was the cool one. I had friends. All I had to do was go through. Wouldn't you? Is that one thing leads to another at the end of that? That is a big licensed music hit for them. Did they play a real song at the end? One thing leads to another. That one. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't I, I don't know. I think it might have. It wasn't the original. I think it was either a cover or something. But one, it's very rare that they get a full-blown licensed song for this. But I will say, like, I don't know. I When I was, like, watching clips of... Uh, Sophia Coppola's bling ring before this 
I mean, the, I think, you know, there's so many things that are great about her movies, but consistently is music. And oh I God, will say that, you know, like that movie, that movie had so much Kanye, MIA, 212. Like, I literally was like dying. Like, I was going to like, I was like, I'm going to ruin you, cunt. Like, that I is know, what I was thinking I going into this. Just like, fuck. Like, that energy. Like, that energy. Like, of course, I could see that. Like, that pulsating music is so important to that storyline. Because, like, everything. Like, even that music when he's dancing in his, like, vlog alone in his room. It's just... Yeah. It's drop it low. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's such a good movie. The music is great. And for Lifetime, I feel like this was a pretty good, this is like a good effort for them because there was like, they had a lot of good music cues and like the stock music that they chose wasn't, it was like, it had heavy, like, uh, it had like a very present beat. Like, it was upbeat, but it wasn't like, oh, like, this is crin- like super cringe. Like, a lot of them are very cringy, or like, they'll try picking something that's like um, a royalty free something, or like on a, like, one of those, like, CDs of licensed music or whatever that has lyrics and it's like really uncomfortable. Like, they just fully went for like what has sort of like a dope beat that will push the story forward. And I think that, like, this movie really did in a lot of ways. It was a great lifetime movie. But it was shitty bling ring. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. There's really good bling ring, and then there's like shitty bling ring. But they live in like a lateral world. Like it wasn't like, oh wow, this is like, you know, it wasn't like something where you watch like the Brittany Murphy story or something, and you're like, wow, like they have paid such better tribute to people over the years. Like this is like insulting. Like you know, like by like biopics about our favorite stars are made and they're honored this is not that this is like literally just like if they took a really great Sofia Coppola movie with incredible images like incredible like shots like that Audrina Patridge like house robbing if you took like all the elements of that and then just made it lifetime which is why I almost fear for our scale because like (laughs) I fear for it because like that the only thing is like unlike any other movie that we've had on this there's never I don't think there's ever been like they made this but then they also came out with this fucking banger that's so encapsulated this like movement with amazing performances like Leslie Mann like like comedy infusion and then also just amazing music and like focus on sort of like the violation and celebrity cameos like they like for for Paris Hilton sitting in the bar at LAX and in good bling ring they had fake Paris Hilton being like Tinkerbell like it was (laughs) the exact opposite it was it was truly something Troy, do you have any like follow up thoughts on this movie before we move on to the scale? I don't know how long we've been doing this, but I think it's been a long time. No, um, not that long. I don't but know. It's been Just long. like I agree with you. I think that there's like the really weird thing is that I think that there are things about this bling ring that I actually like better than the other one. I even though the other one is obviously the better movie. I, I think agree. that like if they could kind of like mesh into one film. Um, it would be the perfect bling ring in a weird way. Like I thought that this in the, in the guise of like a lifetime movie, I thought that this was a really incredibly done, like well put together movie. And the only it's unfortunate, like that the most jarring thing about the movie was the fashion and the clothes and the styling, because it's a movie only about that. 
And I think it's like obviously more apparent because it's a movie about that. But otherwise, if this was just a teen movie about like a drunk or something, um, I would have probably wouldn't have even noticed it. Do you want to know what I feel like it could be like a almost like an equivalent to is like they did the quick and dirty version of like Conrad and Michelle with Bella Thorne about the Massachusetts like texting suicide case. Right. Right. I feel like in like four years, Millie Bobby Brown could be nominated for an Oscar for playing that role. Yeah. But like they Lifetime's like We gotta get this out baby Hot off the press Like Based on a true story Ding ding Like they went for that uh, By the way Can we just talk about We both like Stan SVU I I, like it's too It's moving too fast For me these days Like I'm like You guys can be like a year behind on the news Like the oh, fact that I they know. It's crazy It's too real for me And I actually like This is like actually I don't even really want to talk about this But I feel like I just have to acknowledge it Like cause I was like looking it up on Twitter To see if anyone else was feeling weird about this But like last week's episode was like about A guy who was similar to the level of Golden State Killer And then they had one the first guy that got arrested that tried to that tried to conf- or that confessed to one rape um he was a copycat and they named him Patton and then the next guy the next woman who got raped was a journalist who spent her entire career working on the infinity rapist who was like their version of, it was very very close to like the situation with like Patton Oswald and his late wife and the Golden State Killer and I just thought like wow like I don't like you don't like I don't you know I think Patton Oswald has an incredibly sophisticated sense of humor and I also don't know if they would ever do something like this like without getting his heads up on something like that because like he's a very respected man and has also been a very good guest on the show so it's odd to me to think that they would do that but this is like it was that was like a lot for me And I also was like this just happened in the news This is really fresh And I appreciate that you're not doing like Gamergate like a year and a half behind But also like dude This like just Happened and like even some of the Me too stuff it's like it's just like Right on the tails of it And no, I'm like they're wasting absolutely No time that's like You know that's like their new formula and I'm sure it's working For them because they get a lot of like buzz I mean people talk a lot about um, these episodes now because they're happening in like real time. It's crazy. Yeah, it it, it is crazy. But I will say, as a longtime fan of the show, I think like some of the things that have really stood out to me over the years of the episodes, like Paper Dolls, um, which I don't. I have spoiler alert for anyone who's never seen that episode. Um, do you, I think I'm sure you've seen it. It's the episode where there's like a career killer cop. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's been killing sex workers all over the city for many, many years, and they realize that is all the hands. Okay, so to me, it's like that is evergreen, and like that is a great episode. And I know they can't all be that, but it's a lot to ask us to relive the news every week, like on our favorite show. Like it's that's like, where it's, I, it's like SVU clickbait. That's where I go to watch, like, fun rapists, okay? Right. Like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, no, it's not, that's not okay. But, like, also, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not, like, they're, 
even in all the terribleness of it, there needs to be some escapism. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm feeling like dog. Like, I just watched that. Like, that's a lot. That said, the more I watch the show, I realize I don't give a fuck about any of these characters' personal lives. Anytime it comes up, kind of gets in the way of me and my murderers. So I'm not <laughs> really comfortable with that. Like, when they, like, get too deep on, like, Olivia Benson's, like, parenthood journey, I'm just like, ugh, unless the kid's getting kidnapped, keep me out of it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need um, to like hear that you're like upset because you're staying too late at work. It's like not really part of what I yeah. Yeah. Um so any other like um points on the on any of the members of the bling ring or any of the victims of it before we move on to our scale? Uh no, I think I'm ready. Okay, tight. So um let's just say for the case of this movie. Oh, this is actually rough. I don't know. I was gonna say, should we do real bling ring versus this bling ring but that feels unfair i feel that like we need unfair, to, and i haven't we, seen the real bling ring in its entirety re, like recently so i feel like i can't okay. really like give a fair you know what i mean so what's your favorite movie of all time best acted best movie ever oh my all-time favorite movie ever in the history of film uh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be bold and show my cards and i'm gonna say i love pretty woman there it is. That's the truth. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. That's a great that's a great choice. Love that choice. Okay. So on a scale of pretty woman to lifetimes the bling ring, is the acting closer to pretty woman with a one or bling ring with a five? Oh God. Um I mean, would you say five? This movie was very poorly acted. Like yeah. I would give it a four. Like, I wouldn't throw them all the dogs. You know what I mean? Like, there was some... I don't think that it was, like... I, I like, on a lifetime scale... I no, you're know. right. Compared to a lot of the movies, like, think of, about a lot of movies that you've reviewed. Wait, are you saying a five as a positive thing, or a five is the worst? A five right. is the worst. Okay, okay, yeah. good, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it... I mean, I don't... Well, no. I'm gonna give it a three. Because I'll say, I'll say, like, yeah, let's give it a three. Well, no... A four, a four, a four. A three, five. Let's do a three point five. Also, can you do the math on a calculator? Yeah, I'll do it. Let me get my phone pulled up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Sam. Here to do my math for me. Okay, I can't be accountable for this. Okay, three point five. Three point five. Believability of the world and characters. So, ah, this is tough because it is a real world, but also the people are more. But I think that the point, the whole thing of the, the the whole reason why this was crazy was because it was unbelievable. Right. And also it's like, I feel like we should scale it based on like how well this movie did it capturing this world that we know so well. You know what I mean? Because there are things that they did really great with that and things that they didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's tough too. Cause it's like all the parents are so like, it's one of those things that's frustrating where it's like, how could you not know? But also like, like that's the problem is they didn't know. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that like- this would have never happened if these people had been using their damn heads. Um, I think that this, this for me is like a, a two. It's pretty believable. I would say two. Two. Um, creative use of words to avoid censorship. I thought this was not, I thought this was like kind of like a good lifetime four for me. Cause like when she said words like, who's that Mary? Like I was yeah. like, 
You know what I mean? They did do a couple things where they tried to like leverage some odd slang. And I'm still going to say, like, I think Mary is a slur. Yeah, I do too. Because I've heard, like, I mean, not to quote James Charles, everyone's medium favorite makeup guru, but like, I think James Charles, his whole thing is he named his meme Flashback Mary because he was like, I'm taking back Mary. It was a word that was used negatively against gay men. So I think Mary is a slur. No, I agree with you. I do think that it is a slur. I think that we've just kind of like forgotten that somehow, which is it's also my aunt's name. So I just want to say for every time I've said it, we could I could also be talking about my aunt. I'm not allegedly I'm just exploring language. Um, (laughs) I think this was like I think this was like a four for me because they did like a I they I did at least a couple things that really stood out to me for like, okay, they're making these sound like a bunch of like loser teenagers but they're not being like fuck shit like there's no fucker shit at any point but i was like these are some dirty little kids right but and then there's also not any like wow you dumb witch or like you know what i mean things like that that are like so abysmally cheesy that you're like oh my god like who wrote this so yeah i think yeah four seems like it'd be good yeah they disguised a lot in there so dialogue um overall didn't hate it I feel like it it wasn't there was a lot of like cringe which I feel make, like makes it lifetimey. I think right. it was a, I think it was a good script. I'm not going to I think that they used a lot of cool like devices in there and that was really great and like the char- like certain characters did like they did what they needed to do. I've I been on it was a really good intense script. lifetime binge recently and I'll tell you like I think that this movie's dialogue was like pretty good. I really yeah. do. I'm, but I'm going to give it like a point off at least for as if like yeah that, I mean, it's still cringy it's gotta be yeah but also like that's cribbed like that is some cribbed writing like basically it's like oh I just like watched like Amy Hackerling's Clueless yeah. and like as- assumed that that was still what was going on 15 years later like yeah. I don't know I'm gonna I want to give it like a, a two if that's cool okay I'm gonna I'll give it a three Oh, we want to go all the way to three? Okay, so three total. You and I are using the same numbers. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we have 3.5, 2, 4, and then 3 for dialogue. We okay, share okay. the same. We share. We, we find it together as a couple. <laughs> we find our love language. This is how we do it in my polyamorous house, honey, is that we read the tempo of our lover's uh, aura, okay? okay? Wardrobe, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Uh, speaking of that, five. I'm just doing five for wardrobe. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, five. it's a five. I'm it's pissed. Five. I'm calling the police on Lifetime. I'm calling the Better Business Bureau and saying, how dare you make a movie called The Bling Ring and have fucking JCPenney drop off their warehouse clearance? Literally. Like, like- my Amazon on customer return pallets make that sh- I'm, 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 honey oh my god if the bling ring knew about amazon customer return pallets all of this could have been been saved like shops under mommy at gmail.com email me if you want to come to the store i just want two new lots okay i'll see you tomorrow shops under mommy at gmail.com <laughs> I mean, um, like, i really tried to give them the benefit of the doubt and then the moment for me that kind of ruined that was when they went to paris's he stole the jewelry and there was a wooded beaded neck bracelet 
in her drawer and i was like i'm done honey That's it's what you would buy at whole foods like if you're like some fucking weird mom that lives out in ojai and you got to a whole foods an hour and a half out of town like that's what you you like that is some whole foods ass jewelry that is some like that is some camp shit that is like yeah. I, I that is that is at you're at cape cod with your nana and you go to the general store and for some reason they bought some jewelry and like yeah that's where you go to get your ham sandwich, your six-pack of Bud Light, your Diet Coke, and your fucking wooden beaded bracelets. That's what that was, and I was insulted by it. And frankly, you know what? Paris Hilton doesn't deserve that. And there's very little, there's very little that I would say she doesn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she can handle a lot, and I'm feel I don't I don't spare Paris. That was rude to her. That was rude to Paris. It was unnecessary. It was just it was, it was just hurtful. laziness. It was hurtful. Yeah. Um, hair and makeup. Um, it's a four. It's a four. I mean, it wasn't like so abysmal that it was like something that, I mean, the clothes were so bad that I think that I didn't even like notice it a lot, but no, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like a four. The hair was really bad. Was it Uh, bad? Well, like, um, like extreme Alexis Nyers, like her jail hair was good because it was like, okay, she has that haircut with like the jagged bang and like the you know it's like blonde like i guess yeah. that would like that's a good jail ponytail but like that does it didn't play well on the street it was yeah. like she was trying to have a Kristen cavallari like um f- like side swooping bang moment but her hair was too thick for that and so they just cut an unfortunate bang on her as opposed to like you know really enjoying that thickness and that volume which i'll be honest with you in la it's hard to have we have hard water out here not a lot of people get to keep a full head of hair we can't all be kyle richards <laughs> no yeah her hair was pretty bad and everybody else's was just flat flat ironed to hell flat ironed to hell or just like or not paid attention to sort of unkempt or just like you know i mean like there was ideas like i feel like the idea of maddie's hair was good you know and like even when she went to the club it looked like she did it herself like in a good way you know like she like kind of like tied it up in a little you could almost feel the claw clipped like snapped into the back of her head you know um wait did you say so you're going four yeah four for hair and makeup okay want to move on to music oh absolutely what do you think you know i'm gonna have to say i would give it like a like a three yeah it's it it was really good i think a three is good because i would almost give it more it is really hard to come off of the heels of the actual bling room i mean which is just such a banger but like that said like so i'm i'm actually grading more harshly because i thought the music was pretty great the music was pretty great in this for lifetime they really they turned it out crying crying um we didn't get much we didn't get many tears i'm trying to think of who cried. actually well we got that one really super dramatic moment with yogurt girl but like the dad actually yeah he jumped out like the dad was almost i would say a version of crying like crying i think doesn't always mean literal crying it means like emotional outburst right 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 and we missed that from mom we never got that really from I mean, do you want me to lie, Iris? Like that? I mean, that's not crying. Yeah. But like the dad saying that was sort of like, so like that's sort of like 
emotional outburst, but we didn't really get that from anyone. I expected it, if anything, from like, in a weird way, like the detective's wife or something deciding to have a crisis about Izzy, this child that began and ended nowhere. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, honestly, I thought that we would get the moment from Zach. I thought that like when he was losing it on the stairs, I thought that was going to be the moment. I didn't think that he would calmly stand up and say, "You know what? The stairs him. is the stairs is a very good call as to like a crying moment for us." I think that that was a very cuz it was an unexpected emotional outburst that sat oddly with us. And right. that's probably what this car- this whole category should be named is like unexpected uncomfortable emotion that made everyone feel very sad um okay crying i think i mean i don't know let's give it a two okay now god i feel like we're going so easy on this movie but it all right you know what it's not bad victimization of the female character like no no not at all not no well yogurt girl but really like but like she got off immediately i mean it was like And also the celebrities. And, like, that's what I think made this movie so unlikable for me. Was that, like, there was no one to really feel bad for. Well, it was supposed to be Zach. I mean, he was, like, where a lifetime movie. Like, a a weird. I think it's so strange ask of us like at least make him queer like give me a fucking drive that I care about this kid yeah other than he's like ashamed of his upper middle class parents and like like has anxiety like give me something to justify his arc and like make me be like yeah you should feel sad about Maddie not liking him like instead I'm like keep that fucking dirty criminal away from her she's a sweetie yeah there was no i mean yeah you're right the yogurt girl was the only sort of like female victimization in this movie or, or the the victims of the robbery yeah that's true but they didn't make us feel it i mean like the only Not scene that we got with paris were, was her being like i am upset like she literally said like i'm so mad to the cameras like they've like made fun of her and any like um any goodwill we had towards Iris, I feel like was taken away with that odd TV interview. Absolutely. And like I do wonder if like if that's like an artistic statement like in and of itself because I've never seen a I've never watched a lifetime movie so shallow. Yeah, it was and then like it was a weird moment because I thought like when they trans- transitioned over to her being interviewed, I thought okay, so now we're going to like Kind of like at the end when his YouTube video became the ending of the movie. Yeah. I thought that that's like what this was becoming. Like now we're entering like the documentary aspect of this film. But it was right. just like thrown in there. Yeah. I need like if we're going to use that device, I need an easy A moment. Yeah. Like I need to know that you like eradicated like sexism at your high school. Right. Um, let's do like a two because it's not, you know, like obviously we didn't leave feeling like it was scorched earth over here but it wasn't great failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion um oh i would say the i mean iris really gave us a whole lot of that oh well yeah that was definitely a big iris and also the detective as well um and also zach i mean yeah i think like I really do believe that Natalie was a bad seed man. And I think that she, I don't think she feels about anything. Like the way that she gave up, she was just, she was willing to give up everybody. The second she felt like she was about to like feel it a little bit, she was like, who can I rat out? And like, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. no hesitation. Well, also her like not, not like um, coming to terms with how stupid they were being and just ignoring it. And like, you know, like, 
playing tag in Paris's closet while she's coming up the stairs. Like it was, a, it was a lot of that in this movie. Well, the other thing to remember is like one, not only are, are their characters supposed to be young, but like, unfortunately, truly and deeply, I can't stress this enough. Like being a very manipulative, sociopathic person does not necessarily come with intelligence. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, I could absolutely see her being both things, you know? And that's, like, I don't know. Like, this... I think Natalie is a... And the real person she was based on is a very... Like, someone that we should... We shouldn't Hannibal Lecter her. Like, she hasn't eaten anyone's face. But, like, that is someone that should absolutely be under the highest of, like, watch for the rest of their life. And I don't care that she was, like, a... Like, a... A juvenile like committing robbery maybe she was 19 or something i don't care about that right. i think she's someone to be watched for because she's like that's that's charles manson he's not a bright man he's a ringleader yeah you're right you're right and like it's like it, they're people who go off of like emotion and not really so much like logic it's like going off of like how people feel and like manipulating them based on their insecurities and you know what I mean? Totally. Like that. Yeah. She saw that, like, you know, she's like, oh, I can sense out. You knew Lindsay Lohan's shoes were edgy. I knew they were edgy. Oh, okay. I can fuck with you. Like, I know yeah. we have a, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, Troy. Like, I just kind of, like, gave myself the shivers thinking, like, what if, like, what if, like, you or I was crazy? And, like, we, like, oh, my God. That made me so scared. I hate that. I'm like, done feeling that. Like, one of us was, that. like, a Nancy. Yeah, like, like, I'm done feeling that way. Like, I literally just scared myself. Like, if one of, like, if I was, like, a, whatever her name is, Natalie Kim. If I was Natalie, oh, my God. I hate, like, li- literally, like, never talk about that again. Well, that was so that, scary. Like, I mean, like, the, your reaction just confirms that you're not. Like, we don't have the capability. That you know how many so- times I don't apologize if I were her? Oh my god, I would be like, I am like literally like something got into me last night. I have a fucking problem. Oh like hold me accountable. God. Like the next day I'd have a nine page written email. If I ever do anything like that again, call my mom, okay? It means (laughs) that I'm out of control and that you need to call my mom, okay? I have a problem, and I'm trying to keep it within this group, but if I keep going on, you have to fucking, like, tell on me. Yeah. Like, like, that's what a good person does. Fuck, Natalie's an evil bitch. And, like, I feel so bad for her, because, like, you know, that is the truth, is that sociopathy is born out of trauma. And I'm sure if her mom was like, yeah, you're a dumb piece of shit, go to school in a trailer next to, like, a nice school. Right. Like, that could be part of it. Like, I'm not going to say it seemed like she came, she was an overachiever, you know? Right, right. Um, but, okay, so I would say failure and or refusal, refusal to jump to logical conclusion, I feel maybe a four. I would say a four. Dropped plot lines. Um, not really. No, the only dropped plot line that I wrote down in my notes was that he left his wallet at the bar when they went out clubbing for the first time, and it yeah. felt like it was going to be a thing that like led to some sort of like discovery. But they never brought it up again. Besides, and I can't also really the phone they left in Brian Austin Green's house. And did, also, did he get the phone? No, he went back and got it, and then left the rapper. They didn't show that in this movie. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because remember they the next day they were like joking about it at Chinese and she was like, oh my God, you almost left your phone. It would have been like, hey, Brian. Oh, maybe like, I, I missed that. Oh I my God, you're right. He swiped it, then took out a big chew and fucking threw the big chew wrapper on the table. Right, right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
yeah, he like carelessly left it on the floor like a fucking child would. Like, I would love to profile this case. Um, I just got like a handheld magnifying glass that's coming tomorrow or like a microscope and it's coming tomorrow and I can't wait. I'm going to be looking at everything. Ooh, that's fun. I know. Um, it was $12. Um, yeah, not that many. I wish in a way, I think because it might have been a rush job like Conrad and Michelle, that they couldn't do like a so-and-so got X amount of months in jail. So-and-so did this time and then went on to do that. Like, I love I loved that in a movie, but I'm not going to hold that against them. I think this is like a two. Not bad. Yeah, I would say a two. That was really not bad at all. The font was very lifetimey. They tried with the with the um, sort of like thing that almost looked like beeper text, like it was an update status <laughs> yeah. update thing. They tried with that. I'm going to give that a four because they really tried, but it was like pretty budget. <laughs> yeah, beeper text. You know, um, yeah, yeah. it was like flip it over and it says boobies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Okay, what's our number, babe? Um, I got 38.5. 38.5, not bad, not bad. This is pretty good. And I will say, first of all, it's great for our scale. But secondly, this was a pretty good movie. Like, I think this yeah. really, this was a pretty great movie. Um, Troy, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's very late where you are. You guys, check out Troy's podcast, The Smush Room. He's also on Twitter, at Troy McEady. We will have all of that linked in the description. And also, Mother May Sleep with Podcast. Dot com has more information. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or say while you're here, my friend? No, just that, like, I'm so happy that I finally got to do this. And thanks so much for having me. This was like, and I, you chose such a good movie. Like, this was such a great movie for you and I to talk about. So I'm just like really happy. I feel like it chose us. Like, it this, did. It did I really us. needed this episode to like be in the bank. And like, I was, I've wanted, I can't wait for you to do this like in person in real life, but. I'm also trying to do a lot more like Patreon exclusive episodes. I just did one with my friend Max. I would love to like bang one out. They take like an hour or something, and I feel like you and I would just do that anyway. So yeah, if you're absolutely. in a lifetime zone, let's do more. You guys check out for more Troy on the Patreon. Also check out um, the Emotion Broken Psychos Patreon, where you can hear the full version of Troy's podcast every single week. Um, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Troy, I love you so much. Go borrow a cigarette from your neighborhood, my love. Your neighborhood, your neighbor, my love. I- will i love you too so much Thank i'm you tired a little bit stoned you guys it's a fun episode where auntie mall's got to turn up i hope you guys have a great week and i'll talk to you soon i love you guys love you troy love you too bye bye nacho experts bye i do believe that this could be the beginning of something really special Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.